Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right, Friday, Friday. Welcome on in. What's going on, D Gun? How we doing? Let me let me just go on record right now. Okay. No matter no matter what you say to me today, no matter how you attack me today, you cannot hurt my feelings. You cannot offend me. It's Friday, baby. It's Friday. Okay. I don't care what happens today. It's Friday. Friday. That's good, let I me emphasize three. that. Friday. Right, yay. I had three hours of insults ready, so that's that's good. We're gonna test it. Ain't gonna that. work. Okay. Not gonna happen. Okay. All right, if you say so. We're gonna we're gonna find out. Uh, welcome I had, in. I had, a, I had a long discussion with D Gun. We agree. Oh, okay. you guys are on the same page. I worry I when you guys aren't on the same page, you and D Gun. Yeah. He can be difficult, yeah, we, D Gun. Oh yeah, we are, yeah, oh, he oh he's worse than I am. So yeah, so we, we're, we're getting Derek way. today. We're not getting D Gun. Is that correct? Uh you're getting both. You're gonna get oh, both. both yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. I was worried for a minute there. I didn't know what was going on. Um, so happy, happy Friday, everybody. And we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis there, Gun, and uh, Barrett on assignment. I see, I see he's uh he's with the Frat brothers, uh doing his thing in North Carolina. Yeah, my I, wife, my wife, my wife asked me this morning, she goes, What is Barrett doing in North Carolina? I'm like, What? I, I don't know. Why? She goes, well, I saw on Facebook he posted something in North Carolina. Um, and he, she said, is he a Q-Dog? You know, Omega Sci-Fi, they, they can call themselves Q-Dogs. I said, he is that. So he yeah. must be. You have to, you have confirmed it. She has confirmed it. I had no idea. So Me either. But that's good. I'm sure he's having fun. With that much, we always know about Barrett. That's for sure. What's up, John? What's up? Get some jobs. Barrett, Barrett oh, has fun no matter where he is. That That is one of the most happy-go-lucky dudes you'll see. Yes, he yeah. has that trait. It is a great trait to have, man. He is always, always having fun. John says Animal House Reunion. I like that. Stu Vision, what's going on? How we dull? How you doing? Hope everybody's good out there. Everybody listening, everybody streaming. Uh, you see that handsome face, Derek Gunn. Uh, and we do oh, stop three, it. three hours of power every single day. Yeah, Derek, we are we are on the cusp, man. So Tuesday is NFL training camp. It was cool to see a couple teams had started, like the Raiders and a few others are already – getting after it uh a little bit um which is you know a great this is like that's like a sight for sore eyes man i do wish i know for you and i trekking up to lehigh it 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 could be a pain sometimes you and you wait wait, it 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 could be a pain (laughs) i'm trying to be nice uh could be yes it it was it was now you you know how many miles i put on my car going lehigh for like six weeks yeah you would do it every day so i would do like stinking 
couple days a week. It all kind of depended, you know, what I was doing up there. And I, I somehow, some way, every year I found myself getting lost too. So that was this was before this is pre like GPSs and you know ways right, right, right. and all that good stuff, man. It was uh, it was crazy, but it was but it was fun just to sort of be in that atmosphere, right? And you and you got to oh, see no so question. many. You know, little things that were going on. Of course, you know, you like to see the big boys kind of going at it. But you see, you know, the receivers doing something over on the side with one of the coaches. Or Andy would pull somebody aside back in those days. And you see him talking. You're like, man, I wonder what they're talking about or how he's out there. And they're discussing something. And you're always – there's always the intrigue of what exactly is going on. You know, I enjoy – see, I'm the kind of person, Rob, like I I enjoy the drive when you you have like the countryside settings, the farms and stuff. And Lehigh's pretty. Lehigh's oh my Brady. goodness! Once yeah. I got to the Quaker Town area, I really enjoyed the drive. From where I live to that Quaker Town area, it was like boring. Right. But and it would take me like ninety-five minutes one way, you know, back and then because of traffic stoplights, so on and so forth. But I love the driving. And when you get to the Lehigh campus, beautiful campus. Now there's no way I would go to Lehigh because going up and down those hills in the winter. Oh man, can you imagine yeah. that? Driving no. a car up and down those hills. And no, the camp the campus is beautiful. I mean, let, let me let me let me say this perfectly because I know people in chats and social media, they love to twist what you say. So Lehigh is a beautiful campus surrounded by che- trees and hills. I would only go to Lehigh from April to November. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say October, November. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I really liked. I get. I don't know. And if if someone who went to Lehigh, let me know. I see uh, Debbie. Debbie used to live near there, so she might know. And what's up, Fitness Rebel and William? Yeah. See you guys, David. What's going on, Pete. Um, on. So there were. I think they were either frats or sororities. I don't know, or maybe dorms or whatever. Right. right. That were like built right into the mountain. I do you remember that. Like I can't, yes. you would like go home. Yes. You'd see it. Like they looked like such a cool, I'd love to see yeah, you exactly. in there. Yeah, so, exactly. And yep. it's a great academic school. Like it's oh, beautiful and all that. Yeah. The isn't, whole it, isn't it an engineering school or something like yeah. that? Yeah. 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 Which it's means I couldn't, I couldn't get in me or D gun couldn't get in that school. No. <laughs> you, yeah. And, and R Ellis couldn't get in either. No, uh, I couldn't get in that school. dude. So I, it was a cool place. So my point is like, unfortunately the fans really, they get the one open practice if they want to go to that. And then they get – and the way it generally works too, Derek, just for people who don't know, even if, when you and I are, are there at practice with, with our press passes, right? you can only take video or you know, shoot stills, whatever you're doing with your phone or, your, you know, in our case, when we were, when we were working at, at NBC Sports Philadelphia, our cameramen only had a very limited time of which right. they could shoot. It was right, generally, right. what, first 10, 15 minutes and then everything Something was like shut that. down. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. And then you can do everything afterwards if you wanted to do interviews or stand-ups and, and live yeah. shots and all that stuff. You could do that. Um, so my point is, other than the open practice and the really short window that you get each day. Right. Well, you know what? I'll take that back. You had a longer – you had a bigger window to shoot up at Lehigh. You had a much bigger oh, there, window. I'm saying now, yeah. the way it is oh, now, now yeah, at yeah, the Novacare Complex. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, Andy would give you more rope, like he, and you could get a little bit more there. But the point is, you're and they don't play in the in in preseason games now. Basically, your starters don't. So there's so little exposure. It's all based on what you're seeing from reporters and what they're relaying, right. essentially. Right. And that's the, you're at the mercy of that as a fan. And it's uh, that's a bummer, man. And, and what's up, Chris? Uh, happy Happy Friday to you. Aloha, Mrs. Well, Brooks. Mama you know, Brooks, how I, you I, doing? I will say, yeah. What's, what's up, up Mama B? I will yeah. say this, um, Lehigh. You have limited amount of time. You could shoot. 
but you could still stand there and watch practice. You couldn't shoot video, but you Correct. could stand there and watch. And they had a, they have a bunch of security people around. Hey, put your put your phone down. Put your phone down. Which put your phone. Down. I mean, that's cool because yeah. because they have um, uh, x amount of days and weeks where they invite like a couple hundred people a day. You know, like yeah. uh, marketing people corporate and their families, sponsors. corporate yeah. sponsors. Um, great people you get to talk to them, but the problem was, you know, if you didn't sit up in the stands, a lot of times in the media, you'd have, you couldn't get like X cause you'd have so many people just enamored with being on the field of the Eagles. It's hard to watch from certain areas, you know, unless you set up in those, those bleachers to watch, yep. which Andy Reid would never allow you to do set up in the bleachers at a practice of his, but well, you couldn't sit like literally if Andy no, saw no. you take a knee. Uh, oh, he good. would he would have either he'd stop things or go over and you know give it to I, you. You know how many times he caught me, and I would do it on purpose just to see. He would never he would never come over and do it himself. Um, what's up, Rick Mapson? I've known Rick Mapson a long time. Hey, man. Rick, Rick. Hey, hey, Rick, Randall. Uh, hey, Chris, thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got got a little got them all cut. I got I got yeah. them all cut. Man. Yeah. What's up, got, Chris? Got, got, a lolly, got a little lollipop because Chris, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting there, Chris. Pop it up. You inspired me. Okay. I'm put. I put down the hoagies. I'm trying to lift, pick up some weight. Could be ripped up like AJ Brown before before football season starts. Heck, we, no, we gonna I'm, be looking I'm, like that. I'm, I'm never gonna achieve that. No. Okay. Oh, no. No. I ain't okay. gonna lie. I'm, I'm never gonna get there. Those hey, days. By are the gone. way, did we did we get any pictures of the deck, man? What's going on here? Oh, oh, You're wait, slacking, wait, 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 dude. Where's my dang phone? I gotta see you. The promised last one. us yesterday that we were yeah. gonna get send it to Xander because we need to see this. All right. Let's see what's going on. Uh, I gotta man. find this picture. It's finally right. done. Thank you, James, with the fresh cut. I appreciate you, Rick. What's up? Let's see here. Where's that last picture? Now, last is video. it done completely? Like, are you good to go now? It what's is. It is done. Now, this is the picture I'm sending you. That uh, what is, oh, this is a video. So I'll send this one to you and Xander. This is when it was all. The, when I say almost complete, I'm talking about the pavers below, and the pavers are dirty. You can't even see the true color of the pavers okay. because it still has a lot. They were putting uh, concrete in them, all the pavers in place and stuff. So gotcha. I'm going to send you this one. Xander, yeah, usually sure when Xander I do my videos. So he, can, so he can show us. He can show everybody, all of our, uh, our yeah. viewers here. All, all, yeah, all Xander, don't, What's up, don't, Gigi? Don't, show, don't, don't, don't add the audio, Xander. Just add the video because I think in the video you can crap to my brother about, ha, my project's done and yours isn't. So yeah, people don't need to hear all that. Just show the video, man. All right, so, yeah. yeah, so send us the video. But but anyway, I'm sorry. So you were you were saying you would use you used to just take a knee to get on Andy's nerves because I'm not kidding you. Andy would stop. No, I wouldn't. I would take a knee. Like a medical emergency, Andy right, would stop right. practice if you got took a knee. Yeah. No, I wouldn't take a knee. I would um, lean up against the, <clears throat> the building or sit on one of the bleachers. Uh, at Lehigh, it was lean up against the uh, one of the light posts. And he would send Derek Boyko, one of the PR guys, over. Andy never came over himself, right? But he would walk. He would walk off practice some sometime because Gunner, don't think I didn't see you. I'm like, how do you find me in a crowd of twenty thousand people, dude? How do you got you got ninety players on the field? You got coaches. You got ex players who have access to stand on the field. You're talking to. How the world you see me standing there among all that sea of humanity? It's well, he always look. Let's be real. First of all, I, and I mean this because he likes you, but he always kind of had his eye on you like i could yeah, he wouldn't yeah. be paying nearly the kind of attention to me or somebody else that he does you because he has that kind of relationship with you well yeah oh okay now here's the xander this is the video i'm going to send you this is the finished one this the finished product so you can see it disregard All that right. first one show the second one here okay 
And here's when you know I'm happy because my wife came home. She was out of town and she goes, I love it. Usually she's critiquing something, right? Okay. But she said, I love it. So, all right. So, Xander, again, don't include the audio, just the video. But, Xander, you got it already? Man, that was quick. Xander no, I, no I sent him the first one. I sent him the first. This is the second one okay. that I'm sending him. All right. Tell me when, Xander, just let me know when you have, when you, whichever's which. I don't know. Yeah, this, this is the one I'm sending him now. So, okay. So, you want the second one. You don't want the first one. Yep. Yeah, the second one, not the first one. All right, just to be clear. Okay, so you're done. So we won't hear any construction going on behind you as as we're doing the show. You won't lose power, all the stuff that you were dealing with. All right. And 30 30 days from now, they will come back and um, they will paint the the deck, the colors that we have picked out. As you'll see, when we show the video, I'll give you – Tell you what colors and all that. Good is that stuff, is but. is that just when they can come back, or is that how long they they like the no, everything to be, set? Because this is called pressurized wood, um, and when you when you build, you know, a lot of times lumber is stored in a house, so it doesn't see a lot of sun. Oh, here so, we go. Right, here, here we go. go. Here's the video here. Yep. All right. So though the wood has to dry out a little bit, so the paint will hold to the wood. They'll put. This is all new, by the way. All this, this stone. Is all everything. new. Dude, everything sweet. is new. Look. Okay. Yeah. All new. We had to change okay. the configuration twice in the stone. Because my wife didn't like the way it was configured, so I had to change the shape. Cost Dude, me more nice, money. That's nice, man. That is yeah. nice. So, so when you see one of my, I have five grills. So one grill grill will go on each side of the steps going up. The other three grills will be on the deck itself. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. She's already trying. Now, see, yeah, the wood has the wood has this the bake in the, yeah. in the um, sun for like thirty days, so to dry out a little bit, so the paint is, and the gotcha. stain will hold. Gotcha. So, the, yep. so the steps and all the rails will be a white, all white. And the the bottom of the deck itself will be like, it's called, the color is called sandal. It looks like um, an olive brown color. Yeah. Or olive, yeah, like an olive, okay. like a color. So, Dude, I'm yeah. digging it, man. I think they did a really good job. They did a great job. And I just, and I just look at it and go. That money I just paid, I could have used for something else. Yeah, all, I really you're, could. You're not even seeing the deck or the or the nope. or the paper. You're, you're just seeing nope. dollar signs. That's nope. that's all. <laughs> that's all you're nope. seeing. Man. And now my grandson has this little motorized car. His grandmother bought him last night. I said, "What you buy this for?" So my son-in-law put it together. That's a little bitty motorized car. Yeah. She goes, "Well, because I missed him." I'm like, "You didn't buy me anything. You, <laughs> you, 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 don't, miss you. you don't miss me. You miss like, you. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. me nothing." I hear you, man. I hear you. Oh man! All right, hey, I did want to. I, we usually save this for the end of the show, but I got this is unbelievable. So Bo Jackson, of course, you know, two sport great. And, you know, yep, yep. what a shame had he not gotten hurt. What that could have been, you know, career wise. But he was already he made his mark. So we all know the tragedy that happened in Uvalde, Texas, yeah. just beyond yeah. comprehension. How awful! So Bo Jackson and, and a couple of others, but Bo picked up a pretty heavy piece of this thing. Okay. Mm paid for the funeral expenses for the 19 children and the two teachers that were taken, you know, tragically from us, uh, paying out of pocket more than $170,000 uh, of his own money. And he doesn't live there. He never, he didn't grow up there. He occasionally goes, th- drives through the town to meet a buddy who he goes hunting with. And he developed an affection for the people, obviously. And he just knew what happened too. But that's awesome, man. That is like big time stuff right there. Dude, also, you know, Bo Jackson, uh, there's video. I don't know if it's from this year or last year also. Bo Jackson is playing in some golf tournament, and uh, these little girls have a uh, lemonade stand set up. Okay. And I believe to raise money for cancer research. So Bo is with this contingent. He gets out of his golf cart, 
and he pay he gives them a hundred dollars for a little cup of lemonade, you know. And that that dude, he's he's been a class act his whole career. You know, he obviously hasn't been pro sports for a while, but right. you know, Bo Jackson is one of my all-time favorite people, not just as an athlete, because he's sporadically you see him do and I'm sure there's a lot of other charity things we'll never know about that oh, he does as well. He didn't want this to get out, actually. But right. but anyway, yeah. But I believe he's one of several current or former athletes that have donated money to Uvalde for um uh for that that cause and you know as a as a father rob and and a grandfather um it just it just tears my heart um because this is happening too often now in America you know somebody who's lost it goes after a school yep why do you go after innocent children yep because you know mommy and daddy expect to see their little kids come home and to pick them up and we'll never get that ha- chance to embrace them again yeah um and, and i just don't understand how do you how do you take out innocent children how do you take out anybody no, you're, you're obviously deranged uh you know um, you're, you're a deranged lunatic sociopath i mean it's 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 awful I and mean, one of the things bo said and I'm paraphrasing him, Derek, was, look, they've been through enough. The the, the last thing I want them to do is, is pay out of pocket to, you know. Financial burden. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and so you talk about a guy who gets it, you know, Bo Jackson gets it, man, and uh, makes the world a better place, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's still a lot of good people out there. Our, our country is so overshadowed by so much negative negativism going on right now, you know. Um, but there's still a lot of good people of all yep. colors in America. Amen. Um, and I just hope that that gets to shine a lot more because because all of our headlines basically, which are global now, give such a bad impression of what America truly can be. Um, and, and it's really sad, man. And I just I just hate when I when I keep reading stories about, you know, Sandy Hook, you know, all these stuff, stuff, places like that. Um, just ripped up inside, man. Yeah, it kills you. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it does. So if there's any, not that there's a, ever a positive you can glean from this, but at least there's a, there's kindness, you know, yeah. and, and trying yeah. to do the best that you can. So uh, yep. so props to Bo Jackson. So uh, I, yeah, we usually, like I said, hold that stuff for the end, but I wanted to, I saw that and I just thought it was too 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 great that he did that. So mm. anyway, uh, good for him, man. Um, so from, from a headline standpoint, Derek, we got a couple things and we'll get into the Phillies a little bit more later, but um they're back at it tonight. Baseball actually started back up yesterday, but the Phillies are back at it tonight. Uh, they have three at home against the Cubs. So and the weird thing, too, is the TV schedule's all over the place. Did you see this? They play on Apple TV tonight. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, then it's um, NBC Sports Philadelphia tomorrow, and then yeah. Peacock, I believe, on Sunday. Sunday so they're, yeah. it's kind of, you know, whatever, all over the place for the Phillies. Uh, as I mentioned, Eagles camp's four days away, and still a lot of buzz discussing that ego, that Sixers arena uh, proposed for uh, 10th and Market. Now, now before you move on, let me ask you this. Yeah, why, do yeah. you, why do you get excited for for a football training camp? Why do you, first of all, do you get excited for football training camp? Yes. Why? Yes. I, I think because it, it's, it's finally tangible proof that we're really getting close to the season starting. I, I think it's that mm-hmm. more than anything else. Um, because – you know, I, like I, I, we were talking about this yesterday. The NFL does such a good year, good job of 20, 12 months a year, almost. I would say 10 and a half months a year, keeping you glued in, in to whether it's the regular season, whether it's uh, the, the free agency, draft, OTAs, whatever. It feels like there's always something. And then there's a little bit of a lull, which are on the very tail end of it right now, where you're like, there's nothing. 
And then this just kind of gives you like, like you're, you're walking in the desert, Derek, and you're thirsty. And all of a sudden you come upon, Oh, mm, thank you. And here we go. And that, that, that to me, that's what training camp is. It's and it's not a mirage. It's real. Mm. See Rob, for me, it's you're one step closer to summer being over. You're one step closer to the fall season. You're one step closer to warm weather being in hot, being behind you instead of front of you. <laughs> See, you're glass half empty, man. I'm half full. You know, and I and I and I know I, I love my football. You know, um, and, and you know, G Meta said it's been boring. There's nothing wrong with boring, because <laughs> boring to me means <clears throat> more grilling time, more fishing time. I'm with G Meta, man. See, Let's go. That's because you have no hobbies. Uh, you have I have nothing. hobbies. I, my no. hobbies are sports, so let's get one of them going. That's my point. You have no other hobby. You have no distractions. You need distractions in life, Rob. I, I you know. can't be hey, sitting in front John, of the computer I'm out your of whole solo life. cups, by the way. I'm out, I'm, I'm, so I have to yeah. go with the regular glass. I mean, you, know, hey, so. you better be careful, dude, because nowadays when you go to grocery stores, it's hard to find a lot of stuff you want, man. I'm telling you, man. It's, so you better do what I do. When I, when I go get the big red, uh, I mean, you know, I bought a bag of 150 at BJ's at Costco. Yeah. yeah. I'll buy two at a time. I'll buy, okay. you know, I buy yeah, surplus. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. The worst is it's, it, that's, you know, inconvenient for sure. But man, when you can't find the stuff you like to get every week, food wise sucks, man. It's see, it's, I mean, look at William Stark, but D gun, the leaves are changing colors. So what? I like them green. <laughs> I don't want to see them purple and yellow. All right, okay? Here's a, I have a, I have a question for you. So we're experiencing very warm temps here in the Delaware Valley. Okay. And I'm loving it. No, every right. So I'm not one to like, I don't complain about it. I'm First of all, my, I worked on my tan, by the way. You got your tan. You look very, yeah. I see that. You, it it's looks good. even out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it looks good. I'm working on mine. Can't you tell? Um, <laughs> so um, we're getting, we're going to 94, high 90, I'm, uh, give or take 94 today, 96 Saturday, and then 97 Sunday. And then Monday is going to be warm. Then we're going to cool off a little bit. It's going to dip a little. So even for you, and look, I'm, I'm a, warm weather guy also but for you is this still is this too high like will you not go out and grill in this or do you even like this when it's 90 Dude, I'm, six I'm or grilling, seven I'm grilling hotter weather let me let me give you a prime example uh I've, I've told you where my wife is from is a desert region in southern california and it's, it's a four about a four hour drive away from phoenix so it has the exact same weather as phoenix okay. so it gets 108 112 you know days so years ago, one of my brother-in-laws for his birthday wanted me to grill ribs. You know, where her family's big. So I had to do eight slab of, slabs of ribs on a black Weber kettle grill. I do two slabs at a time. I did them out there in the height of the day, brother. That's, I, you know, it doesn't bother me. As long as I got I got, I got liquid, water, or iced tea or something. Okay. Um, and I put a fan on me. I get one of those cheap stand fans. Just All right, on we me. have one out in the, on the deck, though, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, those things come in handy, man. They are, and they're they're like nothing. They are a little cheap there. Yeah. They're great, man. You got good my big flop, my floppy bucket hat on. Yep. I'm good, dude. Okay, eh, just make it sure, man. I want to. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't need you out there having any issues when you're grilling, man. Now, you know, and they always tell you, you know, hey, don't wear don't wear black colors uh, when you're out in the heat because you know black draws more heat, man. I'm out there in black t-shirts. Just, I don't, it doesn't bother me, Rob. You know it's what? It's here, baby. It's right Absolutely. here. It's all here. It's all full circle. That was the other thing used to amaze me about Andy Reid. Andy Reid would be out there, and I know it's slimming. You know, I'm not, and I'm not trying to make a fat joke. I'm not. But Andy Reid would be out there in camp in really like 90 degree weathers, weather, all black, man, all black. 
And a lot of those guys are in long sleeves. Like Sirianni, right. a lot of times is in, you know, like kind of like one of these fleeces I have on. Man, right. in that heat, woo. And I know you look, it's smart to protect yourself from the sun and all that, but dude, that is hot out there. Well, you know, Andy Reid, uh, his head of security, Dom DeSandro, you know, he's yep. still there. You know, great dude. Yeah. Um, he's like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and he goes like about he's 300 bills. I mean, he's not he's not fat. Dom is like rock solid, dude. He looks like not... an offensive lineman if for yes. people who have never seen him. You'll, you'll, yes. Like if you're watching an Eagles game, he's generally yep. pretty close to the coach. If you're, Always if you... close to the coach, yep. Yep. And he's big dude, you know, one of my favorite people. And um, ever since I've known him for 20 years, he wears b- all black. Um, he'll he'll wear like those cut off sleeve, uh, those windbreaker black. Yeah, windbreakers. yes, yeah. He always and, has that on. Yeah, yeah, and black pants on. You know, he never wears shorts. He's got on black pants. And I'm like, dude, he goes, doesn't bother me. You get used to it. I guess See, people are soft, man. People <laughs> are too soft. Look, uh, un- I- look un- underdog records. Grilling in the winter is better. No, it's not. I grilled. You can't you can't argue spring, winter, summer, fall grilling because as Rob knows, I grill year round. I've yeah, grilled matter. in snowstorms, electrical storms, wind storms. Yeah, I, I don't know if electrical degree. storms are a real good move for you. But no, that okay. was pretty that was pretty dumb. But yeah. you know, I don't think I'll do that. You one might again. be able to sit that one out when we're having electrical yeah. storms. All right. Rain, rain blowing sideways, as long as I had a canopy over. I've done bro, I'm grilling all kind of weather. Grilling you. in the winter is no better than grilling in the spring. I've grilled Rob when it was like the temperature is zero outside. I okay. no, I, I don't doubt. I listen to me. I have zero doubt that that's your mo. I have zero doubt. Trust me when I tell you that, one hundred percent. All right, so we do have a lot to cover today. So Mike Sielski is going to be joining us at one thirty. So we're going to talk to Mike about. We're going to really run the gamut with him. We're going to hit him with the uh, with Philly's second half, Sixers new arena, Eagles training camp. Some of the things Tortorella had to say that we discussed yesterday, Gunner, yeah. which I thought were, was totally yeah. out of line. Yeah. So we'll talk to him because he mics up on, on his hockey for sure. So we'll talk to him a little bit later. We are going to uh, finish off uh, our rankings, our NFL overall rankings. We're, we're going 21 to 32. So we're closing it out. We're closing the door. The books will be done. But I think it's all a lot of fun we're going to do today too. We're going to rank NFC quarterbacks including Jalen Hurts. We're going to see where he falls, and then separately we'll do the AFC, but we'll see where Jalen Hurts falls on the <laughs> NFC uh, rankings list. Uh, something we didn't get a chance to get to, which I, you you know, spurred the, the idea here. It was your idea. Uh, was close Super Bowls. You were watching the, uh, the Bengals and the Rams from, yeah, from last year. which was a great one. Great one. But here's what's crazy. When I started really researching this, Derek. Yeah. I, I, and I only went back to Super Bowl 50, I'm sorry, 43, which wasn't okay. all that long ago. It was okay. the Steelers and the Cardinals, right? We've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, just in that time frame. And I think, what were we up to? 54 this past year? Something like that? Was it 54 55? 55, something like 55. that. 55. So not all that far back, right? 12 years, whatever. We've had like eight or nine super tight games. The, oh, yeah. the Super Bowl oh. has really been a lot oh, better yeah. than it was when we had like. In the, you remember that in like the eighties, nineties? We had a stretch where it was just terrible every single year. I know, oh, man. It was blowouts, man. Yeah. Niners were like killing teams. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Other than Cincinnati, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we'll do that as well, and you know, a bunch of other stuff that we're gonna uh, we're gonna dive into. Looking forward to that. So let's come back. Let's do some Eagles when we come back. We'll come back and do some birds, and we'll do our rankings. See where Jalen Hurts ranks 
uh, with the NFC quarterbacks and see where the AFC quarterbacks Yeah, G-Meta well. said, can't wait to hear your NFC QB rankings. Well, G-Meta, you might be disappointed with mine in terms of where I ranked Hurts. So just get ready. Okay. All right. You, well, you got to keep it real. That's what it's all about. So we'll do that, uh, and, we'll, and we'll kind of put it in perspective with the contract that Kyler Murray just got, which is uh, a monster, to say the least. That's for sure. All right. Barrett's off today. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network, right back with Little Birds. All right, so let's talk a little finance because, yeah, you, everybody out there is working their tail off, man. They're just trying to survive. They're trying to set yourself up for the future and make sure you have some security. I, I, I've been in the same boat, man, where you're not really sure who to turn to for your finances. I turn to Jim Murray, and Jim does a great job with Principal Financial Group, uh, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business and you're trying to set up employee benefits. It's another resource among many others that Jim can help you with. Personally, I've entrusted my IRA, some 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be happier. And I didn't understand all the ins and the outs with everything. And he explained it to me along the way and it, you know, became very clear how to go about this. Uh, give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You can email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at Principal.com. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Action News, we cherish every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
What's up, everybody? Happy Friday to you. We are Sports Take. He's D Gun. I'm Rob Ellis. Barrett off. What's about? We shaking your head. What's that? You're muted. <laughs> Come on, Barrett. You're muted. <laughs> wait, wait. Did you just call me Barrett? Oh, that's right. You can't. You can't get to me today. You can't bother me today, brother. You can't get to me today. I, know, I, almost, today. I almost had you already, and it's only twelve thirty. You was, cannot handle the I, truth, I, I, Rob okay. Ellis. You used to get time. You'll almost see. got me. I, I said, did you just call me Barrett? Did you? Did you? You can't no. <clears throat> I'm okay. in a, I'm in a zone. I'm in a happy zone. Oh, yeah, you're all right. You're dialed it's, in. It's 95 degrees outside. Your deck's done. It's 95 degrees. Deck is degrees done. Out. Yes, I got I'm you. I'm sitting here talking sports with okay. Rob Ellis, the, yeah. the great Rob Ellis. Okay. We and have the Friday, chat room. The, it's yes. Friday. The chat room is full. People yes, have got a buzz going on. Yes. You know, people questioning my grilling weather. <laughs> excited about You're Eagles. Fair weather here. griller is what they're trying to say. You man. know, you know, all these people. I'd rather grill in winter, and you know, I want to see the leaves change and all that stuff. You people can't get to me today. Nobody, nobody can get Stay to strong. me. Stay strong. Stay strong. Fight the good fight. <laughs> they're just messing with you, man. They're everybody knows they're just trying to get under your skin. We 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 enjoy. Can't that. do it. All right, so hey, what what did um what did um oh, Singletary. Mike Singletary say? Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Have I, I I miss his quotes, man. His quotes are just ridiculous, aren't they? Oh my goodness, dude! Those legendary quotes, dude. Yeah. I mean, him. Um, who was the coach for the Saints? Playoffs. Oh, man, what was his name? Um, oh, Jim Mora. Jim, Jim Mora. Mora. Playoffs. Well, we gotta win a game. I would say Herm Edwards, Jim Mora was really good. Dennis Bill Parcells Green, was always Dennis good. Dennis Green was really good. Oh, yeah, Jim oh, Parcells was unbelievable. Dicka. How about Mike Dicka when he was coaching the Bears? Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> the, the one coach I would hate – the one coach I would ever hate to cover, I would I would probably get out of the business if you say you have – here are your options. You either have to cover Bill Belichick or you can't cover football. I would say I'm not covering football. Yeah, Bill Belichick can give me nothing. Oof. Doesn't say nothing. He, yeah, he's name ranking serial number. You're right. He would be dead. He would be real. All right. So the most colorful coach, whether it was San Diego, uh, Green Bay, or I'm sorry, Milwaukee, yeah. Pittsburgh, Philly. Yeah. What what was your who was the most colorful coach that you did you Wow, let's cover I covered Don Don Coriel in San Diego. Oh my goodness. There was uh Force Forrest Greg with Green Bay, Bart Starr was in Green Bay for a while. Uh, Pittsburgh, I covered the tail end of Chuck Knoll in the beginning of Bill Cower. Cower's and pretty here, powerful, right? He was, uh, yeah, he was all right, you know. Yeah. When he, you know, he was like spit when he talked half the time, but, you know. Uh, let's see. Here it was Andy. No, Ray Rhodes. Andy. And Andy. Chip. Chip. Uh, I would probably have to say Ray Rhodes because you just never knew what he might say at a microphone at any given moment. Yeah, Ray that was... was- Ray was yeah. different, man. He was a different yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, that's pretty good. Um, Chuck Knoll, you know, he was he would give you a quote, I, and I always use one of Chuck Chuck Knoll's my, for to me one of my favorite Chuck Knoll quotes is "It's time to get on with life's work." You know, whether he was talking about a football player retiring or when it came to him finally bowing out, he would talk about it's time to get on with life's work. And I use that even today. You know, with certain things, Chuck mm-hmm. Knoll was a great coach. You know, he he was a no nonsense old school coach. Um, and obviously he got the most out of his players when you look at the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they did under Chuck Knoll. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Reid would only tell you what you need to know. And I've always said, it's a shame a lot of people, and I've, and I've had this discussion with Andy Reid, it's a shame people didn't get to know the Andy Reid away from the camera compared right. to the Andy Reid in front, because Andy Reid in front of the camera would would uh, just drive people nuts. Time your, time's yours. 
and all this stuff. Wouldn't tell you anything. Andy would we asked him about me. it when he was our guest. He, 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 yeah. yeah, he, he addressed it's it. Yeah. People, and people don't need to know that. They don't need to know that. He didn't care that you got to know Andy Reid, the real Andy Reid, away from the cameras. You know, and I was like, Andy, if you just show more personality, personality, even in bad situations, people would probably, you know, ease up. I don't care about that. Tell them what you yeah. need to know. Get out. First of all, he didn't want to be up there any longer than he had to when he talked to the media. And then, he, uh, he, he was all sure about protecting his players. He was trying yes, to protect his yes. players. But you're and that's right. That's why players yeah. loved him. Agreed. But I, I think had he had he given the fans and the media a little bit more, and, I, and look, I, I I get it. Like the guy's been unbelievably successful, so it's hard to right. criticize. But I think he could have t- he could have been a little more human at certain times. The right. I got to do yep. a better yep. job to get old after a while. But anyway, yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, interesting interesting stuff there. So. We talked about this yesterday. It came down right before we were on the air. So Kyler Murray uh, agrees to a 230.5 oh. year, yeah, $5 million oh, 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 oh. extension uh, with the Cardinals. Average annual value, $46.1 million, which is now second to Aaron Rodgers, who gets 50.3. Uh, Deshaun Watson is at 46, Gunner, and Mahomes is at 45. So that's where you're, and I that's how you kind of rank. Why? Why is Kyler yeah, that, Murray worth forty six million a year? Why? Well, How's right. that possible? I, I'm I'm with you, and and uh, you, you dig a little bit deeper. So, um, one hundred. So there, there's been more coming out today. Like that was sort of the initial report. One hundred and five is fully guaranteed. Four point two five million in per game roster bonus. Nine point three million in off season workout bonuses. 750,000 escalator tied into rushing stats from 24, the 24 season through 28, 750 uh, tied into going to the Super Bowl, any of those, whatever. I, I don't want to bore you with every detail of this, but there's a lot to it when you get that high a number. Of course there is. All, all Arizona did was tick off a lot of other front offices that are now that are going to have to address their young quarterbacks uh, coming up, you know, um, some people say they got him at a good deal right now. Why? You don't even know how long the kid's going to last. I mean, you can say that about any quarterback, but what has he done to show you that he's worth that kind of money? I mean, really? What what big game has he won yet to show you that right. he's worth that kind of money? I think he's an exciting player. Anytime he's on TV, I'm watching him because I'm watching him more for his overall athleticism. You know, I watch him more so for when he takes off running than I do when he's throwing the football. Yeah. And, I, yeah, and he, the dude's got a—he's got a cannon for an arm. He's got an arm. Ain't no question about that. But he mm-hmm. still makes a lot of mistakes as young quarterbacks do. Why do you? Why do you pay him that kind of money right now? And there's no way on on the, this planet that I would have paid him that kind of money. Yeah, and I understand I, the going market for quarterbacks right now. I get it, but mm-hmm. not now. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, so if if Jalen Hurts has a decent year, what's Jalen Hurts worth? Right, and that's the million-dollar question, right? So we sit here, we go into this season. He's now entering year number – what is he in, his third year? Three, yeah, three, three. All yeah. right, so he's in his third year, his second as a full-time starter. Um, And, you know, with a team that's got a lot of, you know, weapons. He's got a, he's got a lot of talent around him. He's got right, right. probably the best offensive line in football. He's got a running game that he can depend on. We know that. Um, he's got Devonte Smith, who's just going to be that much, even though the numbers may not explode, he's going right. to be that much better than he was his first year, which was pretty good. And he's got AJ Brown and, and, and Dallas Goddard on top of it. So a yeah. lot of talent around him. Um, 
and but I think we, we're in a they're in a very interesting position with him because the front office I don't believe is fully committed to him. I think the front office believes has has a safety net, if you will, uh, with those two right, first right. round picks in case it doesn't right. work out. Um, so it's it's all up to him. Now he goes out there and has a really good year, and let's say this team wins a playoff game or two. Right. Okay. Then all of a sudden the contract stuff gets really real because he would be at that point, what entering what the last year of that deal. Yep. Uh, I'd have to look at the exact numbers, um, but you know, and you look at what, what Kyler Murray got and, you know, I think the first one that this thing immediately impacts is Lamar Jackson. Right. I, right. Because he, right. he's, you know, staring in, at this thing and he's already a much more accomplished yep. uh, player. So this is going to be fascinating, though, what you end up doing here, you know, with, with Jalen Hurts. And, and if you do give him a contract extension, look, I'm very much in the you got to show it to me, man. Like, I, I don't I'm not a hater, but I'm also no, not, no. you know, a full on believer. Like, so 23 Gunner would be the last year of his deal. Then he would be unrestricted in 24. That would be the he would be age 25 next year. He's 24 now. So his base this year. Is a little over a million dollars. Think, you know, keep in mind he was a second round pick. Next year it's one point three. So, you know, you got a starter right now at a very cheap number, which gives the Eagles no a lot of advantages. It's one of the reasons why Howie could do everything that he did in the offseason. Nonetheless, you do wonder what this is going to look like if he has a pretty good year, you know, if it, uh, or a, even a very good year, if they will extend him. We know we know the salary cap's going to keep going up as long as we don't have another um, a COVID setback somewhere, some some another some new variant of of uh, COVID um, in, in the future, um, and, and that's just going to drive up these quarterback numbers. And, and average quarterbacks are be making a lot more money than they should. And I'm not saying that Hurts is an average quarterback because <clears throat> I have not seen enough of his body work. You know, there's a lot of us that are still. We, when we talk about Jalen Hurts, we always have to start with what if. What if he can do this? What if he can do that? And hopefully that answers a lot of questions this year. If Jalen Hurts goes out and has a phenomenal lead, shocks the world, he's going to be right in line to get that big money and, and kudos to him to get whatever he can get. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't, this organization has to sit huddle behind closed doors and figure out what they're going to do in 2023 because I don't think they're going to wait until the end of Jalen Hurts rookie contract in 2023 to make a decision on the future of their quarterback situation. So this is a pivotal, this is such a pivotal year for Jalen Hurts and the organization, but you know, the, the numbers go, I just, I just can't get over that. You put Kyler Murray number two on the pay scale of quarterbacks as we sit here today. I just still can't get over. I'm with you. I I, look, I, I am not a real big fan for a number of reasons. One, I, I, and it's not just him. It's the whole team. But the way they've, they've collapsed end seasons as poorly as he played in the playoff game. They all did, but he was he was right there too. Um, I don't like his body language. He strikes me as kind of mopey and, and a finger pointer to an extent. I don't yeah. think that's a good thing at that position. Um, he's, he, you know, yeah, he's a phenomenal athlete. I, I mean, the, the, the guy was the, what, number one overall pick in the baseball yep. draft? I mean, there's yep. no question yep. what kind of athlete athlete he is um but nonetheless it doesn't matter i gotta see what you do on the football field and i do think he's highly overpaid um but it's the position a lot of it is that position man and 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 timing 
Uh, all right. So with that said, Derek, let's rank the NFC quarterbacks. Let's see where Murray comes in. Here, let's see where we, go. Here right. we go. All right. Uh, you will go first. I'll go first. Well, I don't care. Well, since this this was your baby, I'm going to let you go first. And I'm going to listen closely and right. see if you can sway my decision-making process here. Okay. 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 Um, I, and by the way, we're not going to do every one of them. Like, we're not breaking down Zach Wilson, just for example. No. no. Spoiler alert. He's not in the top 10. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. <laughs> I did I did eleven in in the NFC and I did ten in the AFC. Okay? Well, I did I did ten in each, so I'm stopping at ten because okay. after number I, ten I just, in the NFC, it's a yeah. Flip. You'll see why I threw eleven in there when we, you know. Anyway, so um, I still have the goat as number one. I still have Brady yep. as number one because yep. as much as I feel like at some point this has got to be a reality that yep. he, that he falls off, he still hasn't. So anyway, uh, I have Rodgers at number two. They yep. you know the the consensus you know one two. I put Stafford at three, man, and I know people give Stafford a lot of heat, but he yep. showed in the in in big games last year that he could make some money plays, and I think he was a victim of Detroit for a long time, where it wasn't necessarily his fault. Um, and you I are a highly tough. intelligent man, Rob Ellis. Highly intelligent. <laughs> um, all right, so here's where I think it starts to get really debatable. In the end, again, we're okay. just doing the NFC right now. <clears throat> I put Dak Prescott at four, and I know a lot of Eagles okay. fans don't want to hear that. And they're going to say he stinks and, and this and that. And that you could make the same argument about him in, you know, in a playoff game, not coming, you know, right. coming up small. Okay, fair. But for right now, I still have him there. I put okay. as much as I don't love him, I put Kyler Murray as five uh, okay. in the NFC. I put Kirk Cousins at six simply because okay. I, he puts up insane numbers, but he's another guy who needs – sometimes in big games can come up a little bit small. I put right. Garoppolo. Garoppolo gets my seventh spot. And again, he's more of a manager, but he's had a decent amount of success. So I'm going to put him at seven. Yes, he has. I put, I put Jalen Hurts at eight ahead of Carson Wentz and Jameis Winston and Jared Goff. So they're my 11. <clears throat> now, I think you can absolutely, from eight through 11 or even seven through 11, you know, shake these guys up in a bag and just pull a, you know, a, a name out of a hat. Okay. So that's kind of where I'm looking at it. So I'll go through it one more time. Brady, Rogers, Stafford, Prescott, Murray, Cousins, Garoppolo, Hertz, Wentz, Winston, Goff. That's my one through 11 NFC QB rankings. How about you, Gunner? Very insightful, Mr. Ellis. I enjoyed it. Um, Thank you. I agree with you in the first two. Uh, I put Brady one because that man's 44 years old, passing for over 5,300 yards, hmm. number one passer in the NFL last year, 43 touchdowns and 12 INTs, Ridiculous. which was a little higher in INTs, but he still had a 102.1 QB rating. <laughs> Rodgers is the best thrower in the game. Um, in, in, in terms of accuracy, he can make every throw. That man hasn't thrown double-digit interceptions. I don't think he's thrown more than six in a season in the last seven, eight years. <laughs> You know, it's he crazy. does not turn the football over, and he, he threw, threw for over 4,100 yards, but he also had a potent running game, so he didn't have to throw the football as much. He led the NFL in the QB ratings with a 111.9, okay? Yeah. And that's your reigning MVP right now. I put Stafford mm-hmm. at number three, and exactly because uh, what you said, I, I believe when they made the trade, they switched, I'm thinking, you gave up Jared Goff or Matt Stafford, you know? But I believe he was a victim of what happened in Detroit in terms of them lacking talent around him. He showed me a lot of mock that last drive in the Super Bowl to get that team down the field and put them in position to win that game. 
you know, although Cincinnati helped them with a, an abundance of, you know, up until like that last drive of the game, there there was only four penalties called the entire game. Yeah, it was it's really physical clean. And football. Yeah, yeah. But then Cincinnati committed like two or three penalties in that last drive, which which gave the Rams extra downs to to, to win that game. What the wasn't the big one the pass interference on the linebacker where he didn't yes. interfere. Yes. Yep. Which was a huge play in the game, by the way. And, and no you know question. the other thing to it leading to that. You remember the throw Stafford makes? It's a great catch too by Cup, but he he, he sort of yep. leads him like against the uh, Bucks. Yep. Stafford made some big plays just getting them to the big game too. It, it, to his absolutely, credit. absolutely. Yep. So I have Stafford three. I have Kirk Cousins number four. You know, um, luckily my brother's not watching. You know, Kirk Cousins put up thirty three touchdowns and only seven interceptions. I think Kirk Cousins is a very good regular season quarterback, but I don't trust him in the playoffs. You got to show me more I, in the playoffs. Or in, in like a meaningful late season game. Yes, yes. My number five is Dak Prescott. You know, Dak is a great manager of the game. I know people don't want to hear that, but Dak is a good, really good manager. You know, and and Dak had a one hundred four QB rating at all as also. Yeah, good. He doesn't turn the ball over much. You know, he had thirty. Yep. What he have thirty seven touchdown passes, ten interceptions. Then I put Jameis Winston. You know, and people are like, how do you put Jameis Winston that high? Okay. Well, you know, people still have this. This image of Jameis Winston uh, joining the 30-30 club, 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns in the yeah. same season. Not the 30-30 club you won. Yeah. No. But if you go back to last season, he only played seven games before he got injured. In those seven games, he had 14 touchdown passes and only three picks. Jameis Winston was having a really good year last year in New Orleans system. Okay. The the and only we, thing I would say, Gunner, I would yeah. I'm not necessarily even countering this. It's it's more of like wait and see. But how will this look without Sean Payton there? I agree. It, is one I thing agree. I wonder about. But I, I agree. Also, yep. uh, then I put Garoppolo. Uh, Garoppolo is not a great quarterback, but Garoppolo is a great manager of games. And that's what I like most about him. He, he can manage games. He won't hurt you, you know, uh, as, as much. You know, he, he doesn't turn the ball low. He can make the big throw when he has to. He sees the field well. He's surrounded by talent. 49ers organization has done a great job of surrounding him with talent on both sides of the football offensive line, pass catchers, running backs. They take pride in playing a physical style of football on both sides of the football. And, you know, he just – all he has to do is make sure he doesn't screw it up. Right. And he's pretty good at doing that, not screwing it up. So after Garoppolo, then unfortunately I put Murray in there, you know, Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. I think he's an exciting player. He has a ways to go to show me that he can be a, in a next-level quarterback. What number is that? What number are you wait, at now? So I had wait, Winston six. So Garoppolo would be seven. Murray's Murray eight. Murray is eight. Okay. Uh Jared Goff to me is nine. Okay. And people are saying, Jared Goff, yeah, see, you have to take into consideration what Jared Goff is his situation there. You know, he played for a defense, you know, that couldn't they lost a lot of close games because they couldn't get off the field in close game situations. So his numbers, he had 19 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Well, his team was banged up. Mm -hmm. His running backs were banged up. His offensive line was questionable at times. You know, they were losing bodies left and right. So Jared Goff only had 19 TD passes and eight interceptions. He's not a bad quarterback. He was a better quarterback with the Rams numbers-wise than he is right now with Detroit for obvious reasons. Can I, let me throw one thing in with him, too. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you're only human. You go from the exactly. Rams and McVay yeah. to Detroit – and, you know, a perennial just mess of an organization, yeah, yeah. that's got to play with your head a little bit. You go so, from – just think about that, what you have to endure. I left I left the penthouse, and I'm in the outhouse. Yeah. Now. It's not you – know I know saying? we expect these guys to be robots, but that 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 has to mess with you a little bit that that happens to you as a starting quarterback. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. So I have Jared Goff at, at number nine. 
And um and I put Jalen Hurts at number ten, just ahead of Wentz. Uh, Hurts okay. because okay. I think he has the potential. Uh, there's a lot of criticism surrounding him. I can't wait to see how this 24 year old handles it. Being in the second year of Nick Sirianni's offense, I mean, Jalen was 16 touchdown passes and nine picks, and he threw picks later in the season. Um, he didn't have to throw a lot of TD passes. That running game was so lethal. Right. You know, they took the ball out of his hands basically in a lot of ways. Well, now that you have better weapons surrounding him, they want to throw the football. So we're going to find mm-hmm. out. Now, Wentz has more experience. I guess I did go to 11. Wentz has more experience. <laughs> Wentz, can, Wentz can, can sling it. I don't trust Wentz because of what we've heard about Wentz the last couple of years. So I you have – all right, so is it 10-11? So you have Hurts 10, Wentz 11, or are they 9-10? Yes. Okay, uh, they're 10-11. Yeah. Okay. So Wentz, uh, I think, is the best quarterback right now because he has more experience. Okay. But Wentz, to me, has question marks about his leadership ability. Will he alienate players to the point where they don't want to play for him and it could messes up the whole chemistry of what mm-hmm. Washington is trying to do down there? Yeah. Wentz can win some games if he changes his personality, if he changes the perception of him. But we don't know because two teams in two years basically have said, hey, he had to go. This guy has to go. He doesn't I, listen. He has to go. Yeah. Derek, I can't erase just how bad 20 was. Like, you know, I, I, if, you know, I think a lot of us have tried to move on, but if you think about it, he was horrible. In but, 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 okay, why was he horrible? He was well, getting his brains beat out. Yes and no, he was, okay? Brains beat he, out. He holds the ball too long, and that's one of the reasons why he gets hit like he does. Rob, his receivers, receivers couldn't get open. They couldn't get separation I, from me and you. I, I, I'm not blaming all of it on him, Derek, but I, I do think there's something to – I just, the way the Colts reacted to him, like he was toxic, man, is a bad sign. That's why I put him in the top 10. But yeah. he's better than what's left in it. When you get to 11, he's better than what's left in FC, but I couldn't put him in my, my top 10. That man got his brains beat out uh, in 2020. You yeah. know, and it, 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 when you when you get a, when you take the snap, the thing you're looking for is where am I about to get hit instead of looking down the field, number one. And then when you look down the field, nobody's open, and you're patting the ball, you're patting the ball, you're trying to make a play. you got to take all that into consideration. Am I sitting here defending Carson Wentz? Absolutely not. But it is what it was. That yeah. man got hit over 100 times in 2020. I think, you know, what's with him that's – like, I can't write him off because I still believe there's a lot of talent there. Like, he's got a cannon for an arm. He's a big dude. If yes. he can just get out of the hero ball thing and just accept, yeah, I'm going to throw this one away. It's okay. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll live to see another down or we're going to punt. Yes. It's not the end of the world. If he can just get past that and and if he's willing to listen to his coaches and, and not act like a know-it-all. I mean, that's really the crux of his issue is right, he right. thinks he has it all figured out. Yeah, and yeah. and that's a that's a big piece of this. Like if he's listening to his co- QB coach, offensive coordinator Ron Rivera, whatever, and he's changed his stripes. If last year taught him something, I don't know if that message gets into that brain. He's a weird dude, man. Dude, when when you start going against the grain, if if, if we believe what we've heard about Wentz the last couple of years, when yeah. you start bucking the system and thinking you're you're smarter than the system, that's a problem. That causes unnecessary tension. And Wentz cost him that last game. All he had to do was win those last two games in Indianapolis. They're in the playoffs. And he came up small in both games, you know. Yeah. And was it because 
And I think that's what really ticked off the Colts organization because like we talked about, we've talked about it several times. When your owner comes out and doesn't have nice things to say and openly admits we had to move on from this guy in a hurry, that tells you all you need to know. That he And then he bucked Frank Reich's system, Frank Reich, who built him up in yeah. 2017 to be a potential MVP winner before he got hurt. And you go to you and Frank Wright can't deal with you all. And the guy who went to bat for you to trade for you after that yes. disaster of a 20 season. You gave up a first round pick to get him in there. Yep. Okay. It was a second base, you know, which which became a first round pick based on the percentage of plays he played. Mm-hmm. That's a huge problem. So that's why I've said on a number of occasions, Wentz has to look in the mirror at himself and say, Am I go, am I still going to try to be the smartest guy in the organization or am I going to conform? to what they want to do to make us all overall better, to tell my current teammates, I'm not that guy you've heard about. I am the consummate teammate. I Mm -hmm. want to be your leader. You know, instead of having guys looking at you side-eyed every time you step into a huddle. Right. That's huge. And because of those, I couldn't put them in my my top ten. That's me too. I'm sorry. Like, And I am someone who hung with him, went to bat for him, was – you know, hey, look, this guy's overcoming injury. It's not all on him. Like, I believe me, I rode it as far as I could ride it. And then it was just like, all right, it's time to move on. Like, I had no problem with them moving on from him. But it was, uh, yeah, it, it was it was pretty wild, man. It was pretty See, wild. To be honest, if he was a quarterback that he should have been, I would have easily put him ahead of Murray, Goff. Same. You know, um, Winston. Mm-hmm. I would have put him ahead of those guys. I can't, yeah. though. He, he's 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 pushing my top five if he's yes exactly i don't know if we'll ever see that guy again exactly i really don't couldn't I really agree with don't. you more all right let's do this let's hold the afc we'll do that when we get back we'll do the afc uh rankings when we get back we'll dive into a little phillies mike sealski will be coming up at 1 30 and then we'll at two o'clock Derek power rankings and tight super bowls uh over the years so we'll dig into all that stuff work for you Hey, Rob, this is your show. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> it's Friday, dude. It's our, Friday. Our now, show. Today is your show. I'm just happy to be a part of your oh, world today. Is that, are you doing I love that? you, Rob Ellis. Oh, I love you, he, man. We hug, man. All right. All right. So we'll do that when we get back. Uh, don't go anywhere because we got a lot more in store. Uh, smash the like button, by the way, while we're at it. Uh, I see a lot of folks uh, in the uh, in the chat room. A lot of folks. Let's watching. go, peeps! Hit that button. Like it up, like it up. All right, so we'll do that when we get back as well. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Barrett is off today. We are hanging with you on this beautiful Friday. We are Sports Day. All right, I want to tell you about my friends at ProAction Restoration. You're saying what's ProAction Restoration? All right, here's the deal: if you have a home, you have a business, you have a property, whatever, and you experience water, fire, smoke, mold damage and you're not really sure who to call, they are the people to call. They're on call, in fact, 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I know this for a fact because I had an issue on a Saturday. They got right over there. They cleaned up what was a real mess, water backed up in the in a, in a finished basement, cleaned it up. The crew was professional. The They were clean, and the price was very reasonable. Checked every single box. They are licensed, bonded, and fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades, ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well, whether it's water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, whatever it is, you name it. Even if you're not sure, just reach out for a consultation. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or you can reach them online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the polls. 
and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Action News, we cherish every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back in, everybody. Hope you're doing well out there. Hope you're staying cool, depending on where you are in the country. Uh, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett off. Uh, I had to run outside to- for a minute. Huh? I had to run outside for a minute. Why? What happened? To feel some of that warmth, some of those sun rays beating down. And I looked up to the heavens and I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this hot day. There you I go. Just, I wish I had this year round. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I don't know if I need 96 year round, but I like warmth. I am a warm guy. I'll take the, uh, the warm weather, but you know what? Here, here's the thing I get today's an extreme and I don't mean people who are working outside. God bless you, man. That is, that is tough. Eight, nine right. hours in this. Yeah, when, you, when you lay in tar and work yeah. in construction. No and joke. Like, that, yeah. That's a little yeah. different. It is no joke. And, and older folks who maybe don't have access to 
you know, fans or I'm not talking about that. But, but, but oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, it's like people who go crazy in the summertime. It's like it's the summer, man. It gets hot. Like, it kind of is what it is. You know, it's like complaining in, in February that it's cold. If you live in the northeast, and, and there's two feet of snow in the ground. Yeah, you yeah. know. Kind of way it is. G yeah. Meta said, D Gun, what kind of chips you eating today? It's funny you should ask that, G, because I have the Fritos chili cheese corn cheese are so good, Rob. You gotta try. They I know do. you have a very bland palate. No, right? I'd eat that. I, I would these are, Rob, these are so good. Oh my I'm, I'm a big Frito guy. I like the Fritos. Oh man. my goodness. And Xander Xander told me uh Xander rep now. Xander's like 24 years old. He's already reprimanding me. I'm like, Xander. You, you need to know your place. What you eating during the show? Xander's right about that one. What? Okay. Yes. He is What's right. wrong with that? I don't need to hear you crunching into your microphone. It's it's distracting. Yes. Correct. Well, if you were focused on what you're supposed to be doing, you wouldn't be distracted. That's the problem. I'm easily distracted. Okay. I can eat, talk, and listen at the same time. I'm sorry, Rob. Okay. Yes. yes. But Xander said I can no longer eat chips while we are talking. So therefore, I will lay them off to the side. And then our alleged minute break and i emphasize the word alleged three minute break then i'll just scarf down a few until the next segment yes All right uh he but he was right about that so i got i got xander's back and he says uh nobody wants to you see always you have eat back what did he say he said nobody wants to nobody see wants you to eat the gun well you know what then xander turn your head don't look that's all i got to say about it <laughs> yeah that's um, what i said yeah, I, I hear like, you. Where is he going with this today? I don't know. Um, anyway, so let's get back to our rankings, okay? <laughs> uh, as I as I segue out of that mess. Um, so we did the NFC. Just to recap real quick, Derek, and if you want to recap yours. So I went Brady, Rogers, Stafford, Prescott, Murray, Cousins, Garoppolo, Hertz, Wentz, Winston, Goff. That's my eleven. We we dip even further down. We didn't do any of that stuff. So I went I went Brady, Rogers, Stafford, Cousins, Dak, Winston, Garoppolo, Murray, Golf, Hertz, Wins. I like it. I like it. Yep. Um. All right. So I want to. We're gonna have this for you in a moment. But the we, you know we've been showing all these other teams with their alternate helmets, and uh, we had the Bengals white one uh, a couple weeks ago. And we had the, uh, Carolina ones, which are really sweet. Right. The black. Oh, Panther. Man. Oh. Awesome. Awesome. Even the Bengals the, white one. I loved it. Even we'll even oh. show you later. The, um, the, uh, black jets one, which I thought was nice, but Ooh. the Eagles are coming out with a black helmet of their own. And guess what? Eagles Twitter gave us a little sneak preview. You want to see it? Oh Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's I check it out. Xander. We have that one. We ready to roll. Check it out. Gunner. Okay. Oh, yes. Ooh, I love. Uh-huh. It. Yeah, and look, I'm a traditionalist, but I'm 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 loving that man. I think that looks badass. That is serious, dude. Yeah. See, I love. Oh, you know, a lot of these teams are using black as alternate helmet now. Yeah, I love that because black makes every other color on a jump. Yeah, <laughs> I pops. love that. Yeah, it's gonna oh, it's gonna dude. with the green. I don't know, you know, we'll see. They're gonna you know do a full launch of this, but uh, there's gotta be some kind of green hot. It's gonna make Wee. that hot, man. It's gonna look awesome. I think that you. is dude, that's cool. Man, I may even go out and buy a replica helmet to put it on in my shelf back here, man. I, mean, I think you know, I need to get yeah, I, I I think I need to start working that too. Get, get some although you gotta pay like two seventy five for a real helmet, though. I don't know about I mean, maybe do that. not that maybe that won't be happening if that's the case. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe our, maybe you know, some of our some of our mutual friends over at the Eagles can help us out with that. You know, I, who knows? I tell you what though, I will get a shirt if they put that like logo on the. Oh a, yeah. On the, oh, I'll definitely get that shirt. Yeah. A no black question. black teacher with a helmet. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Ooh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll we'll show that throughout the course of the show because for some folks who maybe didn't get a chance to see, but that was that's pretty cool, man. Good work out of the Eagles. I'm not surprised. Man, they, they do it well. All right, so let's rank the AFC quarterbacks here, Derek. And and here's what here's what I think we we need to do with like a little caveat here, a little qualifier. Let's take Deshaun Watson out of it simply because we don't know what this is going to look like yet right. in, in terms right. of the suspension. Eight games, ten games. Are they going to try and whack him for the entire year? I don't know. I, I Frankly, nobody really knows. They don't even know. You saw they signed Josh Rosen yesterday to, yeah. to back up for set. So, know. you know, whatever. Um, all right, so I'm going to take him out. So before everybody says, well, where is he on the list? He's not on the list because he's excluded right now. All right, I'll, I'll give you mine. You ready? Let's go. Mahomes, one. Mahomes. Burrow, okay. two. Ooh. Yes. Josh Allen, three. Okay. I'm expecting a huge – I'm not even going to call it a bounce back, but I think Russell Wilson is renewed and rejuvenated playing with Denver. Four. Herbert, five. Carr, Herbert, six. Okay. Lamar Jackson, seven. Mm, okay. Matt Ryan, eight. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, nine. Mac Jones, ten. So basically, we have the same quarterbacks, but we have them in different orders. Okay, I like that. Okay. Now, right. I, I, let me explain one of them. So I have Jackson a little bit lower because I need to see him in a playoff, like take the, his team deep in the playoffs and and come up really big in that kind of game. If that's the case, he could vault up to five easily mm-hmm. on that list. And I'm projecting a little bit with Russell Wilson in his new you know spot here in Denver. So that's why I went with uh, – at Russell at four. So that's my that's my AFC. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go Mahomes first. Wilson two. Okay. Because I think Wilson is going Wilson is the consummate Houdini. And I think he is so rejuvenated. Now you look at who he's throwing the ball to in Denver. Oh. I think Wilson's going to put up some electric numbers. You remember that Russell Wilson that could spin around and dart and dash and yeah. buy time and throw it 50,000 50, yards down the field. I think we're going to see that Russell Wilson in Denver. Agreed. Because of the collection of pass catchers he had as, as his, at his disposal now. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I think he's uh, going to be awesome this year. I, 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 I think he's going to be awesome. Yep. I put Lamar Jackson three because we've seen Lamar do it. Yep. You know, he, you know, he doesn't have that so-called quarterback bill. He's a wiry dude. But when he's in his prime, and he missed, he missed um, five games last year because of injuries. But that's another dude, man. You talk about trying to bring him down to the ground. It's almost impossible. And he's faster <laughs> than any other quarterback in AFC. Oh, easily. He, I, yeah, that it, dude it, can go. In a league with unbelievable athletes what? at the position. He, oh, yeah. my goodness. Agreed. Yeah, I put Lamar at number three. I put Allen four. And Allen is a rising star. I love Josh Allen. Yeah. I love everything about Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, he can make all the throws. Um, you know, I, I, I just there's nothing not to love about a Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, my number five would be Burrow, number six, Carr, seven, Herbert, eight, Ryan, nine is Mac Jones, and ten is Tannehill. Okay. Now, I, I think where you can really debate these, and I'm sure if, if Barrett were on, Barrett's big on the Raiders, man. He thinks the Raiders are winning the AFC West, by the way. 
He thinks they they could be a Super Bowl team. He's really high on the Raiders. I think so he I'm sure stock in the Raiders. I think he bought yeah, stock. Yeah, and almost like he like feels like he played for the Raiders, which he did. Right. Um. So I would guess he'd probably have Carr. I have him six. I think he probably have him pretty high on the list. Just just to be my guess. Right. I have Carr six also. Like I'm with you. We've talked about him before. I don't certainly don't dislike David Carr or, or Derek Carr. Excuse me, Derek by any stretch, but. I also don't love them either. Like there's, there's like, there's like a notch, like a tick that it's, isn't there for me to, to kind of go all in with him. If that right. makes sense. Right. Right. Now, right. if he's ever going to have a career year and he's always put up good numbers, by the way, but if he's ever going to have a career year, yeah. Devonte Adams, Renfro, yep. Waller, just to yep. name three, yep. a good running game and, and a really solid uh, O-line. He should have a great year. Um, you know, I think he's kind of in that category with Russell Wilson. I think they're both going to have monster years. I'm with you. I love Josh Allen. I mean, size, athleticism, cannon for an arm, like gets yeah. the game now where yeah. he didn't before. Yes. I do I, a little bit wonder, Dable leaving, does that hurt him? A little bit. I wonder what that looks like. We're going to find out because he he the light switch just went on with, with Josh Allen from one year to the next. His game elevated like a, a 75% from one year to the next. And that's what I love. And I think eventually we're going to be talking about him being a number one QB um, in the AFC, you know. Um, but for right now, when I, when a game's on the line and I need to move a team down the field, I don't think there's anybody in the AFC than, than Patrick Mahomes right now. Oh, no, you I'm know, with you no there. About it, you know? I'll take Mahomes um, all day, all day. Uh, you know, I'm picking first. It, it, it's yeah. Mahomes. When um, I look at Carr. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say real quick on Allen. The shame of it for him is – he took his team right down the field in that in that Cincinnati game. Yep. yep. Remember that drive? It was. Oh, yeah. It's one of those drives yeah. where we're still talking about it. If, if they didn't, yeah. you know, get burned on the kick, everything that went down after that. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Derek Carr to me, you know, the fact that he took he he was sacked forty times last year, and I don't know numbers in terms of how many times he was hit. That makes a quarterback to a certain degree. But Derek Carr is tough as quarterback in the league. You know, you talk about a guy who can take a hit and get up and keep going. Yeah. Derek Carr is a tough customer, yeah, man. Um, and so, you know, people are like, what? Justin Herbert is better than Derek Carr. I'm not, I can't base it just on numbers. You know, Justin Herbert finished number two in the league last year in passing 5,000 yards. Yeah, you know, 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Justin Herbert is another quarterback. Big kid can make all the throws. He's mobile, has all the intangibles to be a great quarterback. And he's on the cusp of being a great quarterback right now. I just need to see him do it just a little bit longer. Yeah. Matt Ryan Matt Ryan makes the list based on experience. You know, last year in Atlanta, he had nothing to work with. Uh, and the dude still threw, you know, he, he threw 20 TDs and um and 12 INTs, but he had I mean they had nothing down in Atlanta, man. The defense was a mess, you know, the offense was a mess as well. I they, they just had nothing. I think Mac Jones in the next few years is going to rise up that top 10 list also. I Mac know. Jones is a quarterback with endless poise. Um, you know, that's whatever they're doing with him up there, it works in the system for him. You know, the fact that we, we, I can't emphasize enough. This kid broke the record for consecutive completions for a quarterback. He completed almost 68% of his passes last year. A big reason why they finished 10 and seven and just on the outside looking in, in terms of trying to get to the playoffs, Mac Jones is going to rise. I threw Tannehill in there because of his, based on his experience. Of course he had AJ Jones at his disposal disposal. I mean, A.J. Brown at his disposal. Um, he doesn't have him now. So we're going to find out what Tannehill is. 
But then Tannehill's another one of these quarterbacks. You got to show me beyond the regular season that you can get it done. You know, and he got to that playoff game last year. What did he do? Throw three picks? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Came up See, really like small. Came man. up real small. Yep. So um, but but that's my list and I'm sticking to it. Well, all right. All right. So I, I the comps that kind of scare me, you know, all roads lead you back to Jalen Hurts, but the comps that scare me are like the Tannehill comps. Because nobody's going to tell you this guy's a bad quarterback at all and has his moments for sure. And is it good enough quarterback to get you to the playoffs? I know he's got Derrick Henry and he's got help. I'm not saying he's putting Maul on his back, right, but he's, right, right. he's a good enough guy to get you to the playoffs. <clears throat> That's what you don't want. Honestly, you don't want somebody who's good. And they won 12 games, by the way, in the regular season. But you don't want someone who is good enough to get you to a second round. And that's it. That's as far as right, this takes right. you. Right. Because what happens then, Derek, is A, you're not winning a Super Bowl, and B, you're not good enough to draft super high to get somebody. And you're you're in that weird area like, can I, am I going to get rid of this guy? Because we're winning a lot of football with him. Yeah. You know, I I just – I hope that isn't yeah. where this goes with with Hurts. And, and, and then when I, when, I, when, I, when I put Tannehill at number 10, I said, okay, let me look at the rest of the QBs. I can't put two on the list. Uh, Zach Wilson is getting more notoriety – for his off the field escapades than he is his on the field. You, you had to bring prowess. that name up. You know what? You know what that? What well, that's going to start? Okay. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, uh, Trevor go. Lawrence is not there yet. No, Houston quarterback is not even on the radar. So I mean, that was you know, I had to put Tannehill in by default. Yeah, you know? I, I, right. I'm with you. Like if I was doing an eleven, Trevor Lawrence would be eleven because I there think. You go. I think they did that guy no. First of all, the coach no. they gave him was a joke, a laughing yep. stock. Yep. He had a terrible offensive line. Yep. He loses Travis Etienne before the season even starts. Yep. He didn't have enough wideouts. Like I think he'll make a nice leap. Like you're going to see. And he's okay, got Doug that, Peterson quarter coaching. And so. exactly right. He's got Doug. And I, is DeFilippo down there? I don't know if DeFilippo is a part of that staff. I'm um, not hundred percent sure. I'll check. I'll check it. But I, for some yeah. reason, that just popped in my head. But uh, you're going to see him take a leap where you're like, okay, that's the dude we saw at Clemson. I, I believe that. Like I think you're going to see, it's going to much much more resemble yeah. what what he, you know, was in college and why they took him where they took him, uh, than they than, you know, what the last few years were. I agree. I agree with you 100. I'm excited about watching Trevor Lawrence this year, in uh, in a new direction, uh, with a new coaching staff, better weapons around him. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's capable of doing. That's one of those teams I'm going to watch closely. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, is DeFilippo there? I'm looking. Yeah, at I was office. trying to look it up too. I don't. Is he still in Chicago? He is not on the list. Press Taylor is there as the offensive He's coordinator. In, yeah, I'm sorry. DeFilippo's still in Chicago. He he in, in before in the off season he was promoted to passing game coordinator. Okay. While still holding the title of quarterbacks coach, you're right. Yeah, it, hmm. uh, Press Taylor is 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 in uh, Jacksonville with Andy. So one of his former coaches. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, he he's he's in much better hands is the point than what he was in last year with that disaster with Urban Meyer. So and Dude, he, I, he's got to be a, he's got to be like a kid in a candy store oh God. considering um, what he went through last year with Urban Meyer and that mess down there. That, yeah. Well, I I think too. Like a lot of people may question, wow, you have Burrow that high. Like I have him too. I really believe. Like like I think he's there, man. Like there's no like. I think he's going to get better, but I don't. I don't think it's like he's got to take a huge leap and then. No, he's already there, man. Right. He is a machine, that kid. 
Yeah, Burrow. Yeah. Burrow, considering that devastating what knee injury he came off of, uh, to bounce back the way he did. <clears throat> I'm a big, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of just about every quarterback in AFC when you think about it. Man. Yeah, I just no. Wait <clears throat> I can't. Yeah, but, I, I can't wait to see some of these kid, these teams match up against each other. Grab a drink, man. Get get yourself a drink. So Burrow last year, I'll go. I'll give some Burrow numbers out of it while you while you. you yeah. uh, Allergies are killing me, man. No, I hear you. So it, he completed seventy percent of his passes. Number one, That's threw for ridiculous. over. Yeah, it's an amazing number. Over forty six hundred yards passing, thirty four <sighs> touchdowns. Now fourteen interceptions. You want to get that down for sure. But right, right. Sacked fifty one times. I uh, know. And oh, still no. had a 108.3 passer rating. Man. Yes, yes. So yes, that kid, that kid can do it all, man. Um, yeah. And of course, he's throwing to one of his his best buddies and his former teammate at LSU, yeah. Chase. Um, yep. and, and you look at the wealth of talent they have at receiving around him. My goodness, they drafted yeah. well. I mean, they took Chase. Obviously, that was a biggie. But they did a really, they've done a good job with the, the Boyds of the world, the T Higgins of the world, who you got a little bit later. Uh, they have a good tight end. <clears throat> I mean, yep. they're, that's a really it, – it's all about protecting that guy. You protect <laughs> that guy. Look out. Kevin Savar. Burrow got hit so many times, he should be do Ben Gay commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. Icy hot. Yeah, where's, where's Shaq oh, when man. you need him, right? Yeah. They, For me, it's biofreeze, baby. Biofreeze. Yeah. No, but they got hit a lot. So, that, But that's – you know, that's the interesting thing when you look at this this list. Like, yeah, there's some, there's some wiggling that you could do here for sure. A lot of it is, I think – Russell Wilson, just like a renewed sense with, with him in Denver. Yes. Um, and then it's, okay, we all see the talent of Justin Herbert. Is True. this going to be the year his team gets over that hump too, you know, on both sides of the ball? I, 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 he plays for the Chargers. That's probably one of the most cursed organizations <laughs> in all of football. You look at the talent they had when Phillip Rivers was a quarterback. They never did anything. No. Look at the talent they have now on both sides of the ball. I expect them to win more games than they lose, but I got to see the Chargers do it. They're always in the conversation about, is this the year they're going to go deep into the playoffs? And we end up saying no. For whatever the reason, we end up saying no. Uh, so I got to see him. I got to see him do it. I think Justin, Justin Herbert is going to light it up, you know, with the talent he has, with that defense being what it is. But somehow, some way, in the back of my mind, is I'm sitting here going, I'm waiting to see how the Chargers mess it up this year. Yeah, it, it does feel like that. It does feel like there's always some. Like, I remember when I was a kid, there was no more fun team to watch. I'm talking like the 80s. The 80s Chargers, teams you probably covered with Dan yeah, Fouts yeah, yeah. and Charlie Joyner and John oh, yeah. Jefferson. John Jefferson, Kellen Winslow. Winslow. Like, oh, yeah. oh, my God. But Air Coriel. Air Coriel. But every year it was either their defense or something else. Ha- and, and granted, it's, it's, it wasn't easy to get that through the AFC back then. But there was always something that happened with them that they couldn't quite get over the hump. That was just who they were. And, and, and I, I, I'm, I hate to say it. I'm trying to be optimistic, but I expect to see the same thing. We're, we're going to be sitting here in January talking about what happened to the Chargers. Why did the Probably. Chargers fade out? The, the other thing that. is, Derek, the <clears throat> other part of it is they're in that division. Who knows what happens that's, in that that's division? That's true. That is true. You know, with them just beating each other up, I, 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 like you could swing it any way. You could say, oh, my God, like I can't believe uh, what happened to the Chiefs in the West or what happened to the Raiders yep. in the West or the Chargers in the West or the Broncos. Any of them can beat up on each other. That's the thing. You <laughs> need those layup games in your division a lot of times. New England really benefited for a long time. Look, Brady's yeah, the goat, Belichick's yep. the goat. 
But that division stunk for a long yes, time. Yes, it did. And yep. they had automatic wins penciled in in that division. You don't have that in the West. The West, <laughs> I'll tell you, if I look at divisions, and we, we, had, we went through this exercise. It was kind of fun to rank the divisions. But I would go AFC West. Mm-hmm. Um, I think AFC North is pretty nasty, too, depending yep. on how Pittsburgh does. With and depending on what playing, of course. Yeah, depending on Watson playing, absolutely. Yep. Um, the what was the other one that was tough. AFC East is not easy, other than the no, Jets. It's no, it's not. Not no. an easy division. No. And you know, if Washington plays well, you have three pretty formidable teams in the NFC East too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, there's no question about it. Um, I think I think that whole conference is going to beat each other up. There's going to be a lot of. You, if you're better. Trying to trying to bet on those games, AFC matchups, you know, it's like it's like playing with monopoly money. Hope you got deep pockets because there's going to be a lot of unpredictable outcomes in those games. Yeah, yeah, not gonna not gonna be easy for me handicapping these games this year, no, man. No. Uh, that is for sure. Hey, speaking of that, Derek, so excited. Brad Feinberg is going to join us Monday at one thirty. Oh yes, oh yes. And if you're not familiar with Brad, and I know you are, obviously. Um, Brad is a phenomenal handicapper, like big yes. time, big time handicapper. He he's good. We'll do some like projections, some futures. We'll look at you know what teams he likes, you know what he thinks about the Eagles, obviously. But we'll dig into a lot of different stuff with Brad. So I mean, that, know, that's always you, fun. You know, he went to school in Michigan and, and majored in engineering. No kidding. He was an engineer before he got into the betting game, and he got tired of it and became a full time better. This dude sleeps numbers. He sees numbers while he's sleeping, rolling in his head. And when you look at it, when you talk to him, but you've talked to him a lot, but oh yeah, talking to him about his formulas and how he comes up with stuff, um, dude. He's like a computer on two legs. This this dude is unbelievable in terms of percentages and all this. I'm like, how do you remember this stuff, dude? But that's why he's so good at what he does because he's a numbers guy. And the wheels always spin. He's very, very successful at what he does, very good at what he does. Yeah. No, and you know what he does too that's great? Like, And I always try and do this too when I'm doing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I- I, I try not to make it almost sound like an auction where you're just firing numbers at people and right, because people's right. heads start spinning if that's the case. Like yep. I like to, to get much more into the matchup and then I'll throw you some trends and I'll throw you the, Hey, keep yeah. your eye on this and that. And, and he's really good with that kind of stuff. Absolutely. You know, you know I think, really I think, he, I think he's the best in, in this area in terms of what he does. No, uh, I'm listen, I'm with you hundred percent. All right. So uh, let's do this, Derek. Let's come back. Mike Sealski is going to be joining us from the Philadelphia Inquirer. <clears throat> the beauty of, of talking to Mike, Mike's a columnist. We'll just jump around. We'll go from sport to sport with Mike, including the Eagles, including the Phillies, including the Sixers. Some of the things that Tortorella had to say uh, very recently to NBC Sports Philadelphia, all kinds of good stuff to dive into with Mike, which we'll do when we get back a little later, we'll do Phillies. Uh, we, we haven't had a chance to even break them down. Uh, and we'll do our close Super Bowls as well. We didn't get a chance to get oh, yeah. into that. Oh, yeah. uh, so we'll do that. Um, and then the bottom rankings for the, uh, look at you get your why, chips ready. Yeah. Why you, when you go to break, this is what I'll be doing. Right I here. know. Yeah. That'll be your break. All right. So we'll do that. when we, uh, when we come back, Derek, and e, don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let me tell you about my great friends at Razor Technology. All right, so you got cyber threats like ransomware on a seemingly endless uptick and the risk of a breach or a data loss higher than ever. 
the need to know just who is accessing your networks, your systems, and your applications. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Vacation's mission is critical. Identity management from Razor Technology is a holistic framework of policies and technologies that lock down access to the right users for all the right reasons and only the right reasons. We deploy cutting edge solutions that identify, authenticate, and monitor access across your entire IT system. Razor Technology determines how users gain an identity in your system what roles they need to fill, and enforces access controls with network protocols, digital certificates, behavioral analysis, and secure identification methods. Talk to Razor Technology today to learn how to identify management and how you can reduce the risk of data breach while avoiding costly errors and downtime due to lack of access. Contact Razor Technology right now at 866-797-797. 3282. That's 866-797-3282. Or visit us online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Action News, we cherish every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
right, we're back. Sports take on this Friday. Hope you're doing well. Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis Barrett's off today. Always thrilled to have our next guest on. Uh, does an amazing job uh, covering sports in the Philadelphia area and making you think. And he might have the coolest backdrop that we've, we've seen now. What, what, what Mike, you've taken the, you got the paint out today just for us? I mean, I, thank you. I, I am in a coffee shop in Ambler, Pennsylvania, Rob. So, uh, you know, you roll with what you got, and it's a it's a nice shop. It's a good place. They make a good uh, ice latte, so I'm good to go. I thought it, I, I thought it was one of his kids' it. bedrooms. I thought it was <laughs> in a kid's bedroom. <laughs> yeah, not today, good. Gunner. Not today. There you go. I, so you, me, I, I, I'm sorry. I had to go. I have to go on record to say that this dude here it. is yes. one of my favorite people in the media in Philadelphia. Man, agreed. I love his quick wit. Um, I love his insightfulness. I, I, every time I read his stuff, I always come away saying. Wow, I didn't know that, you know, and that's kudos to him because when you do what he does for a living, you write every day. It's hard to be creative, you know, and maintain that consistency. And I think nobody in this market does it any better than my man right here. That's very kind of you to say, Gunnar. I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me coming from you. Mike is a a guy who who, uh, makes you think is provocative without being hot takey. And, and, you know, just trying to be someone who, who stirs things up. Right. For, I, I truly believe you believe what you write, Mike, and what you say. Anyway, so th- this is way too much kissing up to Mike. Okay, <laughs> I know. I can't believe this. Yeah. I told you it's Friday, Rob. I'm in a happy place. I know. What today. is going on here, man? You guys We're are getting home. soft in your old age. I know. I know. This is pathetic. All right. Mike, guess what? No, you're clueless about that. No. All right. So, um, I know Mike, and by the way, you can, you can follow Mike on uh, on Twitter at Mike Sealski, and of course the uh, at phillyinquirer.com uh, does an unbelievable job. But Mike, I know your your latest is you wrote about the the new uh, arena, the mm-hmm. new that we're going to see in about nine years from now, right. um, at Tenth and Market, seventy sixth place, which is what it's being called. And you know, naturally, especially in this city, anything that's new, God forbid, we all lose our minds. Okay, we it's just. <laughs> what we, what we do, what we are. I'm the, I'm that, that person. too. So uh, let's start with where you're at uh, on it. What you think, is this a good thing, bad thing, indifferent thing? Where do you stand? I mean, I'm a little skeptical, Rob. I'd say I'm about 52% and 48% sounds pretty good. Um, And basically what I wrote was there are a lot of questions that are going to need to be answered about the building of this arena and the future of it, assuming it actually takes place. And it's really hard at this point to even know what kind of questions are the right ones to ask. Because as you said, this place won't even open for another nine years, right? Like, take one example, okay? Just, and this is something I raised in the column. Like, everybody was psyched back in the you know, late 20th century, early 2000s, when the Eagles were building Lincoln Financial Field, okay? Oh, okay, they're leaving the vet behind. They're going to get their new stadium. Everything's going to be wonderful. One of the decisions that the Eagles made at the time was we are not going to put a roof or a dome of any kind on Lincoln Financial Field. It's going to be an open-air stadium. That's what Philadelphia wants, et cetera, et cetera. Well, guess what? Looking at it you know, a couple decades out, you can't host a Super Bowl at Lincoln Financial Field because it's an open-air stadium in the northeast section of the country. I guarantee you Jeffrey Lurie would love to host a Super Bowl there. So the decisions that the Sixers are going to make about this place, we have no idea what the ramifications of them are going to be when this place opens. You know, the evidence suggests that stadiums and arenas of this kind really don't do a whole lot 
to stir the economy of the cities that they're built in. Um, and I know that the Sixers are pledging that no city and state tax dollar is going to be used in the building of this. I'll believe it when I see it. So I think in theory, you're right, Rob. It sounds great, but there's a whole lot that we have to find out yet. Well, Mike, my concern – I'm sorry, Gunnar. I just did a follow-up. Where I'm at is, like, the. I think traffic in general is going to be a challenge with this thing. The locale, you're not right off a of 95 or 76, kind of like you are with the sports complex. Um, and the notion of everybody just taking public transit is great in theory, right? If you had a competent, good transit uh, you know, let's system, just, yes. my dad worked for SEPTA. Okay. <laughs> SEPTA is brutal. Okay. Yeah. It's not well run and it's, you know, there's a lot of other things that go along with this. So I just don't think it's as easy as people. Hey, you just don't worry about driving. Uh, okay. I guess that's yeah. my probably biggest concern. Yeah. I, I think you raise a great point, Rob. It's one I raised in the column. The fact is that the stadium complex in South Philadelphia is easily accessible to all the fans who live outside of the city who live in the suburbs or who live in South Jersey. And you can't just say, well, they don't matter. This is all about the city of Philadelphia. Yes, the city of Philadelphia matters. And to Sixers fans in the city, it presumably might be easier for them to get to it. And, and maybe it helps the downtown, maybe. But it's going to be harder for people who live outside the city to get there. And we don't know what the demographics of the city and the suburbs are going to look like come 2031. That's One of the points up. I made is, you know, people, many, many more people work remotely now. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to live in or close to Philadelphia to work in Philadelphia. So what is the demographics and the geography going to look like then? Is 10th and Market still going to have a lot of foot traffic? We don't know. We don't know any of these things. And that's not a reason not to do it, but it is a reason to ask some really difficult, hard questions. Yeah. So, 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 Mike, then why put – so much money into the cosmetic surgery of the Wells Fargo Center. If you knew somewhere down the road, this is a possibility. It doesn't make sense. That's a way, it's basically a waste of money of dressing up a building you're only a tenant in to help them make more money. And now you're going to spend even more money to build an arena down the road. Yeah, you know, I don't know about that, Gunner. You're right. There's been tension um, between the Sixers and those who own the Wells Fargo Center, Comcast, ever since Josh Harris and his conglomeration bought the team. You know, we all know that. They wouldn't call it the Wells Fargo Center for a while, right? It was just the center. Um, yep. So, you know, look, if, if you look at the arc of the Sixers since Josh Harris bought them, just the team itself, it's been up, it's been down, it's been rash decision after rash decision. It's been we're going to try to win right away, we're going to go through the process, then we're going to try to win right away, et cetera, et cetera. The one thing Josh Harris loves to do is make money. It's the one thing that he's really mm -hmm. good at. So, you know, if in the course of like getting to the point where he feels like he can build his own arena, he's willing to spend some money to be a better tenant in the Wells Fargo Center, at least ostensibly, I wouldn't put it past it. Um, but you're right, on its, on its face, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, we'll see how this goes. I mean, look, this has to be signed off on by a whole lot of civic leaders. They're going to have to get some OKs from, you know, residents in Chinatown and around Washington Square and all kinds of different places. So, we, we are a long way from this actually happening. Yeah, no question. Mike, uh, so I, I again, I, I love jumping around with you here because I, and I also know you keep a very close eye on the Flyers. I don't know if you saw some of the things that John Tortorella had to say <laughs> yesterday to NBC Sports Philadelphia. And I did, I did a whole rant yesterday, so I'm not going to go ballistic here, but you've been here for like 13 seconds, dude. 
they haven't won a cup since since 75 and you're already sort of like angry and kind of lecturing about fans being bummed out at the off season. This doesn't bode well for, for his tenure here. In my opinion, I, I, I'm not the biggest Tortorella guy. I'm, I'll be clear about that, but I'm seeing this. I'm like way too soon, dude, way too soon. Where do you stand on it? Yeah, I, I think it was a mistake on a couple of fronts. First of all, I, I, I covered towards in New York, Rob, and I liked covering him. He was interesting. He's heartfelt. I get that part of him. Um, here's the thing. He did it to the House Oregon. He did it to NBC Sports Philadelphia. That's who he ran it to. So that's the easiest thing in the world to do, okay? Because he's not going to get any pushback from that. Right. Um, he, he just isn't. And so that bothered me a little bit. It was almost like he entered a safe space to be able to say this, okay? That's the first thing. The second thing is, yeah, look, people have the right to be upset with the way the Flyers have kind of gone through their offseason um, as somebody who has been banging the drum for the better part of nine years that they need to find a fresh approach and have been waiting for them for nine years to find that fresh approach. I find it kind of amusing that so many people who cover the team are like, oh my gosh, they need to do things differently. Like, no kidding, guys. Like, I've been saying that for a long time. You know, welcome, you know, I feel like uh, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Welcome to the party, pal. Um, but did it bother me? Only insofar as, you know, he, he did it to an outlet where it was safe to do it. You know, talk to some of the other outlets who cover the team a little more objectively in the same sort of way, and I would feel a little better about it. But look, you know, he is who he is. Um, like I said, I kind of like covering him. I like the, the heartfelt way that he carries himself. Um, I don't think he's just a hothead. I think there's, there's more going on there. Um, and he gets defensive fairly easily. That's, that's just his track record. Mm-hmm. See, see, Mike, I, when, when Rob was going off the deep end yesterday with his rant, <laughs> I countered with this. because I didn't agree with Rob. I agree with what he said. It's like too soon. But I also said, wait a minute. This is a guy who's standing up for his new employer. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with uh, it. Yeah. Now, is that going to rub? Because I'm sure there are a lot more people that feel the way Rob does than what than the way I do in terms of, you know, this guy's coming in. That's his employer. He's going to stand up for his employer, plain and simple. Yeah, Gunnar, I think you're right to a great degree. And I do think the fan base is frustrated and angry. And oh, yeah. why didn't we get Johnny Goudreau and all this stuff as if, you know, clearing out all this cap space to sign one 29-year-old player, no matter how well you know, in South Jersey, grew up in South Jersey or not, was going to make a lick of difference with the team the way it is now. Um, I, I think there's just a lot of bad vibes around the team at this point. And I think you're right, Gunnar. I think Tortorella just kind of took it on himself to kind of fall in this landmine and say, I'm going to be the one who stands up for the organization. This is who I am. This is the way I'm wired. So, so I'll take the brunt of the criticism for it. And I don't mind it, but it just seemed to me like, okay, if you're going to do that, like, do it everywhere because that was the only place he ran it to was NBC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fair enough. I also got to kick out of the whole salary cap thing. Like, like Chuck Fletcher inherited this mess. Chuck Fletcher is the reason why you're in cap hell and can't do some of the things. You, I, I'm sorry, I can't let it go. But anyway. well, he is and he isn't. They've been they've been in cap hell for a yeah, long right. time. They really have. Yeah. No, he didn't start it, but he is. Yeah. He's been here long enough where he could have fixed it or whatever. True. Anyway, um, <laughs> I digress. I digress. Uh, let's move on to the Phillies, Mike. Second half of the season starting here. Uh, they're, they're sitting in pretty good place right now. They're technically in the playoffs if the season ended right now. All things considered, awful start, managerial change, Harper out for a pretty decent chunk, Segura out for a bigger chunk. 
lost Eflin at one point, lost Suarez for at, at a point. I, you know, I'd be feeling – I'm feeling pretty optimistic here. I think they need some help. I think they need a starting pitcher. But considering you get Segura and Harper back, you know, not bad really. Where are you at with the Bills? Same. I'm in exactly the same place you are. I'm, I'm tentatively optimistic about it. The fact that they have kind of held the fort down and continued to win without Harper in particular and without Segura is encouraging to me. I do think – I think we've talked about this before. I think the presence of Rob Thompson, the managerial change from Joe Girardi, made a huge difference. Um, you know, I know Jonathan Papelbon went on this rant about how the Phillies, how could they fire Joe Girardi? It never works firing your manager in the middle of the season. Actually, sometimes it does. Go back to the 2003 Florida Marlins who fired, you know, Jeff Torborg and brought on Jack McKeon and ended up winning the World Series. Um, I think that matters. I think the atmosphere and environment, the change in that matters. Um, if they can get some starting pitching, and that's going to be a challenge, um, you know, but they have the right kind of general manager and Dave Dombrowski to do it. I think it could be a pretty interesting rest of the summer here in Philadelphia in terms of baseball. They're kind of, they might be kind of turning that corner from being a team that everybody's exasperated about all the time to being one that people could actually get behind. And that would be, that in and of itself would be a step forward. And see, Mike, and Mike, when I look at the Phillies, I've said time and time again over the past month since they've gone on this tear and these players started dropping by the wayside, look, just hold on. Just hold on. Reinforcements are coming. I, I, I do believe they need a, a little help, but I don't want to see them get too far ahead of themselves or outthink themselves and do do something to the point they're going to mess up the chemistry that got them this far. I don't want to see them have to give up too much to get a little in return to help them to get to the finish line. Yeah, it's interesting, Gunnar. You know, that's always a delicate balance. And Dombrowski's track record is that he will make those moves yeah. And they will generally work. They will cost that franchise in the years to come. You yeah. know, the, the the Red Sox, the Marlins, the Tigers, they tend to be kind of smoking husks once, yeah. he, <laughs> once he's finished with them. But they either get to a World Series or play very well or win a World Series. So it's really going to be interesting to see what he's able to get. And as you said, Gunnar, what he has to move to get. Yep. What are they in it, Buzz Mike? Smoking husks? Yeah, I, I think right. smoking husks open for meatloaf in '94. The uh, they were good. They, they were underrated. I thought. Yeah, they yeah. didn't enough enough love from the '90s. Yeah, smoking um, husk. <laughs> um, all right, we got to go birds here. I, I turn one phrase, and all of a sudden, you guys are taking back all that praise. Yeah, you, you know what? You're not our segment. favorite anymore. We're we're done with you. Um, I'm, I'm going to totally use that now. I'm going to totally steal it. Um, the uh, Eagles. We're four days away here, and again, much anticipated, big off season. You know, for the team. And it feels like no matter what you say, every sentence has to end in but Jalen Hurts and all that. But just give me your sense, your sort of overview of what that you you expect, what you think, how optimistic you are uh, for the Eagles going into the season. I'm pretty optimistic. I think they should win 10, 11, 12 games, somewhere in that range, depending on how well Hurts plays. Um, they've got everything else around him in theory. Certainly in practice, they have maybe the best offensive line in the NFL. Um, they added A.J. Brown, which should, you know, be as kind of a trickle-down uh, benefit to every all the other skill position players on that offense. And you're mm -hmm. talking about guys like Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, who are already really good. Theoretically, they help the defense. Um, you know, everybody knows Jonathan Gannon, in addition to Hurts, is the other guy who's really going to be kind of under the microscope. Um, but I think you'll get a pretty good sense in training camp. You know, go back to, and Gunnar will know this, from being there every day back then, go back mm -hmm. to training camp 2017. There was a good vibe around that team. Mm -hmm. You watch that team mm -hmm. practice and you're like, okay, these guys are good. 
you know, this is a veteran-laden club. Carson Wentz has taken a step forward. Imagine saying such a thing now. But he had at the time, you know, and you just got a sense, okay, this team is looks pretty good. Um, so we'll get that sort of similar sense in training camp, I think. You know, if, if Hurts looks sharp, despite whatever Gunner's sources are telling him and whatever – commotion he's causing on Twitter. Troublemaker. Um, <laughs> hey, social media caused the problem, Mike. I just gave information. Dude, dude, you preacher me choir. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, you know, we'll see. But I, I am optimistic about the Eagles, but you guys are right, and it's, it's such a cliche by now. And the season hasn't even started yet. As Jalen Hurts goes, so this team will go. All right, Mike, so outside of Jalen Hurts, what's the one thing you'll watch – the most closely with this Eagles team? The style of the defense. The style of the defense. Can they, can they get to the quarterback? Are they more aggressive? Um, what does the secondary look like? You know, is Gannon sending his safeties, you know, out to the Jetro lot, uh, you know, behind Lincoln Financial Field, you know, so that they keep everything in front of them again? Um, or are they going to be able to play in a more aggressive fashion, force more turnovers, uh, play the way – that I think Gannon wants to play, uh, and yeah. that's certainly the way the fan base would like to see it play. Mike, do you do you worry at all? Um, you know, it, it appears, and this is good. I mean, it, it means you have the personnel to at least try it. But they're this is going to be a pretty complex defense in that odd odd front, even front. They're going to be doing a lot of different things. You're going to have to incorporate Hassan Reddick the right way. You know, there, there's a lot of things to be looking at. It feels like there's a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, for a defense that was solid last year in, in a lot of ways, I think they get too much heat. But do you worry it's too much? Should this be dumbed down a little bit or simplified a little bit? Or you think, you know what? Hey, man, go. Yeah, you know, they don't have too many young players, Rob, that, that I would worry of in those situations that would be confused or would struggle to adjust. You know, you still got enough veterans on that side of the ball. You know, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Josh Sweat has been here a little while now, you know, yeah. certainly not as old as those guys, but you know, they've got some guys who've been around a bit and, you know, even a guy like N'Kobe Dean, assuming he's going to be kind of at the nerve center of all this smart kid, you know, was the top defensive player on a terrific defensive team that won a national championship. You know, the stars seem to be aligned for them to be able to handle whatever Gannon's going to throw at them. So if they struggle in that regard, I would be surprised if they would. Interesting. All right, let me let me swing it back to hoops. Uh, we talked about the arena, but I know you also wrote about James Harden. You had an interesting take in that a lot of folks are looking at it like, hey, he did the Sixers a favor, uh, allowed them to be able to make some moves, you know, took a cheaper number, kind of bet on himself with a one-in-one deal, if you will. But you, you, you looked at it a little bit differently in that it wasn't as this, you know, just altruistic, you know, <laughs> move by James Harden. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, I, you know, I just looked at it like a lot of fans and a lot of people who covered the team were framing him as like the second coming of St. Francis of Assisi for taking this pay cut, you know, in the first year of his his contract or whatever it was going to be, you know, the, the, the two-year deal that he ended up signing. Um, look, if he had opted in and got for the $47.3 million, he certainly could have done that and everybody would have gone, okay, well, that's expected. And the Sixers were to go, okay, James, awesome. Good luck to you next season um, because opting in would have necessarily made them a weaker team, right? If he opts in, they, can't, they don't have the cap space to go out and get P.J. Tucker, one of James Harden's buddies, uh, the guy who's going to hit corner threes and lend toughness. They can't you know, go and make all the other additions that they've made that, that his cap space allowed them and that in turn are going to allow him – in theory, to have a better season, 
right? Like if James Harden had opted in, the Sixers were going to be weaker for it. And in turn, he would be looked at as a selfish player, a guy who just took the money and said, okay, well, I'm getting mine and whatever happens with this team, so be it. Then he would have become a free agent, presumably. And how many teams around the NBA are going to look at a guy like that and say, oh yeah, we're giving him a max contract or we're giving something close to what he can get by opting in, you know, in 2023 with the Sixers. Um, it's, it's kind of complex and it takes a while. I'm just not convinced that by sacrificing that $15 million that he would have gotten under his, you know, by opting in this year, that in the end he ends up taking less money. You know, he's going to get $34 million this year. He's already assured himself of at least, what, $33 million the following year. He may end up with more. He may end up with less. I, I, it just bothered me that people were looking at this like, oh, he's doing this out of the goodness of his heart. It's the rare player who's going to do who's going to take less money out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. James Harden doesn't have a track record that suggests he'd be the kind of guy to do that. Well, I guess so, the good thing. Go ahead, Derek. Yeah. So with in. the moves they so with the moves they've made, <clears throat> are they a better team? Are they a team that can that can overtake Milwaukee, Boston, Miami? I think they're a better team, Gunnar. I don't know if they're good enough to overtake the teams that you mentioned. Um, but they have to kind of go for it. They have they're in a position where they have to roll the dice. What else are they going to do? You're going to start over? They can't start over. They've got Joel Embiid in the prime of his career, presumably. They've got, they're trying to milk the last little bit out of James Harden that they can. They've got Tyrese Maxey, who seems poised to take a step forward and really become a superstar. He's got all the intangibles that you'd want in a young player. You've got Tobias Harris, who's a very good player. You've got, they got to take their shot right now. And so are they good enough to get past those teams? I think it depends on how good P.J. Tucker is and you know Melton and some of the other additions that they made. But they don't have another choice. They kind of they kind of put themselves in this position, so they got to go with it. Mike Sealski joining us. Mike's the uh, the author of a great book. If you haven't gotten it yet, uh, it is Kobe Bryant and the uh, Pursuit of Immortality: The Rise. You got to check it out. It is it is really good. Mike, I ask you this uh, all the time. Just take different you know bits and pieces you know about the book. Was your initial direction to take it this way, or were you going to do just sort of an all-encompassing Kobe? Like, what made you take take the early years, for example, and and that make that the crux of the book? How did you get to that point? It was the story that I could tell well, Rob. That's basically the way I looked at it, and it was the story of Kobe's life that was most interesting to me. You know, growing up in the Philadelphia area, having been an undergraduate at LaSalle University at the time that Kobe was supposedly considering flirting. going there, yeah. flirting with going there. Joe Bryant was an assistant coach at the time that I was a student there. And the elevator pitch I had for the book, and I'm sure I've used this line with you guys before, was I wanted to do Batman Begins for the Black Mamba. Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell Kobe's origin story. And I thought that if I did it the right way, that somebody who was familiar with him only from his 20 years with the Lakers uh, could read a book like that and understand how he became the athlete and the figure that he became, you know, you can you can tell the story of the man in full by telling the story of the kid he used to be. Mike, you have the luxury of covering multiple sports. You know, unlike a lot of uh, writers and columnists that, that that focus on football or whatever. What's your favorite sport to cover? That's a great question, Gunner. Um, I love the NFL because everybody pays so much attention to it, and because mm -hmm. the games are so infrequent that 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 injects each game with more importance and it opens you up to more storylines. I will say this, 
without question, my two favorite events to cover are number one, the NCAA tournament. I love it mm-hmm. when Villanova in recent years and the other big five teams in the past have made deep runs. I just, I love the stories that come out of that. And I love covering the NHL playoffs. Being okay. inside an arena for a National Hockey League playoff game is like being inside a pot of boiling water. And, mm-hmm. you know, there is a part of me that wishes the Flyers were better just so I could cover that environment because it is so cool to be in an arena like that, whether you're talking about the Wells Fargo Center or Madison Square Garden or pick an arena. Um, it's like a bomb goes off, you know, when the home team scores a goal. And it's, it's just electric, and I love that. That's awesome. Uh, Mike, what's next? What should we be on the lookout from you, column-wise, wh- whatever the case may be? What's coming up? Um, well, Victor Meal, as you guys know, is getting inducted into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame in a couple of weeks, and I spent some time with, with him at his house in Chester County. I'm working on a, a real in-depth uh, profile of him, kind of framed around the fact that 40 years ago he burned out, right? That's why he retired from the Eagles, and he was kind of the canary in the coal mine for mental health issues in sports. I think the idea that, you know, do we really know what's going on with these coaches and players? And so I talked to him at length about that, about his life. Um, so that's kind of the big project that I've got going on. And, uh, and that should drop sometime before. I think the, um, the induction ceremony in Canton is Saturday, August 6th or 7th, whatever that Saturday is. Pretty so close. the piece yeah, will drop. Weeks. Yeah. 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 The Very piece cool. will drop before that. Awesome. Mm. Mike, looking forward to it, man. And I uh, appreciate Thank you hopping you, on for a couple minutes. As always, keep up the great work. Okay. And, uh, Next time you're on, we need an unbelievable background like the one you have right now. I'm just telling oh, no. you, you. might want to start doing some work at the house or whatever. I don't, you just, know what? I will just – I'll paint the wall in my office like psychedelic colors. You know, yes. it looks like the mystery machine in the Scooby-Doo cartoons. Yes, yeah. exactly. It'll be great. Guys, thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words so much. Thanks. Absolutely, good, Mike. Mike. Right, we'll Take talk care, to you buddy. soon, man. Take care. That's Mike Sealski. Yeah, he does. He does. We weren't just blowing smoke. I mean, he, he is a guy no. who will make you think when you read him. And not only that, he's a genuine article too, dude. You know, he can dish it out. He can take it. Yep. When you jet, we go back. I go back and forth with him jabbing, man. He, you know, he's like, he can play, he can match you punch for punch, man. Yeah. You know, and that's what I love about him. Doesn't take anything personal, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, you know, such an accomplished writer and a well thought out writer. Yeah. Um, I can't, you know, there, there's some guys when you read their writings and sometimes you just go, okay, that was okay. But I can't remember the last time I've read something of his and didn't come away thinking, hmm, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, you I'm know, with I never thought about that, you know. And that's and, ultimately what a columnist is there to do. Yeah, exactly. And he yep. does it as well as anybody. Yep. Good stuff, man. Good yep. stuff. All right. So we uh we'll come back. We're gonna do a little hodgepodge, Gunner. We'll do a little Phillies. We'll set the table for the Phillies. We'll do we'll finish. We didn't we didn't get to our rankings. Did we didn't finish our rankings? Rankings for our, our NFL. Did we finish our NFL rankings? Yeah, we did. We, we did no uh, no 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 uh, team oh. team. Oh, no, 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 no. We didn't get to them. Our NFL team power rankings. We're going to do uh, 21 through 32 and then close Super Bowls. We'll we'll get all that done in addition to to all of our other stuff that we got to get to birthdays and, you know, all the stuff that went down on on this date. Uh, We'll get to all of that in the final hour of the program. D-Gun, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Don't go anywhere. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Action News. 
we cherish every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hour of the program. Welcome back, everybody. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett off this Friday. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying cool out there. Uh, all right. So, Phillies tonight, uh, Derek, 49 and 43 at the All Star break as we get back into it here. They're tied for that third wild card. Technically, they have, they, they are, they are the third wild card because they hold the time. Right. But right. Um, they're eight and a half out in the NL East. They are 28 and 14 since June 1st. They are 11 and eight without Bryce Harper. Um, Gene Segura is eligible to come off the, the injured list on August 3rd. The hope is Harper is somewhere mid to late August. The trade deadline is, is right around the corner as well. That's August 2nd. So we're coming up on that as well. So they're kind of the things that you want to, you know, you're going to be looking at. Uh, they have three at home starting tonight against Chicago, three at home against Atlanta uh, into next week. Then they go to Pittsburgh for four, go to Atlanta for two, and then Washington home for four. That's what they have coming up. Pittsburgh's an interesting team. They're, they're 15 games below 500, but Pittsburgh can jump up and bite you in the butt. You know, they're a team that that organization's been down for so long, but I've seen them take a series from the Brewers, Cubs, you know, I mean, from the Cardinals, stuff like that. You just never know which, which team Pittsburgh, they should have whacked the Cubs. 
You know, they, they yeah. really should. The Cubs have been a mess. <clears throat> the Cubs at least red, two out of three. At least two at out least, of three. It, that, yeah, anything less is inexcusable. The yep. way they've been playing, um, you know, the Phillies have gotten so much uh, big help from the young players, the, the players that uh, probably wouldn't get a lot of playing time if this team was healthy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Baum jumps in, Stott jumps in, you know, Veerling, and all these guys, all of a sudden they come out with a big hit, big defensive play. You know, I still have my reservations about them as a defensive team, but they have everything you need to stay right there. They own the tiebreaker with the Cardinals and the Brewers. You know, the Brewers and the Cardinals are going to be neck and neck all the way. <clears throat> so one of those teams is going to win a division. The other one's going to be a wild card team, and the, and the Phillies have the advantage right now on both of those teams. They have the advantage over the Padres, too. The Padres are right there with them as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're in good shape. And I can't use that, that phrase long enough. Hold on. Just hold on. Keep doing what you're doing. And you're going to be right there at the end. Yeah, well said. I, I agree with you. Um, if you if we run through the good and the bad, so the good from the first half, Rob Thompson taking over, no yeah. question about it. It was a total game changer for the organization. Wheeler and Noel at the top of the rotation, phenomenal. Uh, bullpen, man, really found their footing. Yeah, yeah, 100 times better. Uh, Harper, before he got hurt, was on another MVP run. I mean, the guy was just money left and right. So there's 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 certainly a lot of good. The bad, Castellanos. Castellanos has got to start hitting for them. There's no two ways about it. Uh, he could be the I think you need to give up the... on that. Well, I'm not getting – I can't give up, man. Could be... Here's the thing. He, he could be the difference, Derek, and then making it or not making it. Like, he he could be that difference between them being that three seed or two yeah. seed or just missing like they have, what, the last four years, whatever it's been. I can't go that far. I'll say if they can get Harper and Segura back, we, we can bypass Castellanos completely. I don't think <laughs> – I don't think he's going to be any more than what he is right now, Rob. And you're going to be talking about him all season long because you're right. Um, he should be able to put up better numbers. He has not. Yeah. I just think this is one of those seasons where he's going to hit a he's going to hit a sporadic home run to put them in a the lead somewhere. He's going to make you know big hit. He's, but he's not going to do it consistently for this team in 2022. Okay. I hate right. to say it, Rob. I, I hear it, you. But... Listen, I hear you. Um, uh, Real Muto started to come on. Yep. You hope that carries over, but it was it was a struggle for him. Look, defense, the thing about the defense is I, I just want them to be serviceable. I, I yeah. don't, I'm not asking them to be good or even, you know, I, uh, I want them to be mediocre. If they can just be, make the, make the, you know, the, the, the kind of plays that you're supposed to make, you know. But they, the they've been that. Plays. They've been mediocre. Mm, they, they've, been me, they've made some plays. Now, the outfield, I, I I wish they had better speed in the outfield. Yeah. You know, especially when you watch them play some teams like St. Louis. Yeah. Atlanta, the Mets, the Florida Marlins. You know, they have center fielders that run like Gazelle. They have, they have outfielders that can get to the gap to make plays. That their, their outfielders don't make on a regular basis, yeah. But but I think I think mediocre is the best way to describe the Phillies' defense. Some games they play w- well, other games it's hit or miss. And look, they're still what six games over five hundred with with having deficiencies in the defensive side of the ball. You I'm know, optimistic, and, man. I am. Yeah. I'm optimistic about this team. So. There are some of the things you need to see. Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see what they do at the trade deadline. And we've talked about what the main priority for me, it's still starting pitching uh, because I don't believe Eflin's going to be able to stay healthy the rest of the way. But you could definitely make a case for another bullpen arm or make a case for a center fielder. 
uh, how aggressive they're going to be. I don't know. I mean, they have gotten very little yeah. offensive production out of shortstop, center, and yeah. really second base for that matter. But they're six games over 500. Yeah, they are. When you say, when you say little production, I agree. But the, from those positions, they've gotten production to where it has helped them win some, some key games, games I thought they were about to lose. Those positions have helped them win some games. And if they can keep doing that, they're going to be in great shape. Now, mm-hmm. are they the equal of the Braves and the Mets or the Dodgers? No. I, I don't even think they're the equal of those teams when they're healthy, to be honest. I think they can give them a go for their money. But when you talk about the Mets, the Braves, and the Dodgers, those those three teams are on a little bit different level in terms of depth, talent across the board. It's because of the way those teams are built. It's because of their farm system, so on and so forth. Phillies aren't there yet. Now, if you can catch lightning in a bottle – Phillies could pull off an upset, knock one of those teams off in a, in a, in a playoff scenario. Especially with their starting pitching. Yeah. No question about it. Yep. But that team has to be perfect. And I don't think in a perfect world the Phillies can can take those teams down just yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so that's yeah, Gibson on the mound tonight uh, against the Cubs. So hopefully they can get it going uh, in this series. And again, it's Apple TV. NBC Sports, Philadelphia, and then Peacock. And then Peacock uh, yeah. Welcome to the welcome to the 2022 the man. New age, new age of t- broadcasting. That's the way it works. All right, so let's finish this off, Derek. Let's let let's pay it off here. The NFL rankings, which we've been doing. Here we week. go. And <clears throat> excuse me, we did we did our one through ten. Uh, we did eleven through twenty, and you know we're landing now at number twenty one. Okay, mm-hmm. do you want to you want to run through? Your earlier ones, do you still have your notes from those? Are you, are you good? All right. You, you want to do that? Feel wow. Free. We, we want to go through the earlier ones? Nah, okay. let's, let's just pick it up. <laughs> let's wow. pick it up where we're I have at. My, I have my notes, but, uh, you know. No, that's all right. It's all right. All right. Okay. So I'll give you – I'll go I'll go, uh, I'll go. go 21 to the end here. That's basically where okay. we're at. All right. Um, 21 for me is the Browns. Now, that could easily change, yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, if this is a shorter suspension than we anticipate for Watson and or – they're able to sustain and he gets back in there and they start cranking, Mm. then they leap big time. But right now I just don't know. Okay. So I have a 21, um, 22 is the Steelers. Okay. Team. I hate to ever discount because Tomlin is that good a coach. Their defense is that good, but Derek, you know, in that league, if you don't have a quarterback, you're in big trouble and I don't trust Trubisky or Pickett. So I have to keep them where I have them. Um, the Panthers, who I know you like a little bit more than I do, that they're another team that could be a game changer if Bay, Baker Mayfield steps in there and brings them stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, this changes and they move up, especially if McCaffrey stays healthy. So they could change. So really, any of my 21, 22, 23 could change a lot. I have the Lions at 24. Um, and that's not a slight. I, I think they're going to be okay. I okay. think they're going to be okay. They're not going to be terrible. Not an embarrassment. Not good but not bad. I have them at 24. I have the Falcons after that. I don't like the Falcons at all. I don't know what their direction is. I don't like the quarterback setup. I don't like anything about the Falcons. Uh, I have the Jags. I think Doug P starts to get them on the right direction in, yep. in the right direction. Uh, and I, like we talked about earlier, I think Lawrence takes a, takes a big step from what it was last year. I have the Jets after that. I think the Jets had a great draft, but is that all going to pay dividends right away this year? I think you might start to see that, especially if Wilson can play. Maybe the following year they start to, to make that move, the Jets. But I like where they're headed, actually. I, I, I'm i not anti-Jets. Uh, I have the Texans after that. I don't think 
a lot of this is it's weird. I don't know what it's going to look like with Lovey. I thought David Cully actually did an okay job and whatever they showed him the door. Uh, Davis Mills wasn't terrible as their quarterback. He wasn't. Wow. He was not terrible last year. If you look at his numbers, I have him there. I have wow. the Giants after that. Uh, I think it's going to take Dable a little bit. Not quite ready yet, especially with with Daniel Jones as the starting QB. Don't like Daniel Jones. Then I go Bears. Uh, I don't think Justin Fields has been given a whole lot to work with, uh, frankly. And I don't know how it's going to look with the who is it? Eberflus is the new uh, yeah, yeah the new coach there. Um, so he takes over a team that's ugh, it was a mess the last couple of years. Then I have the Seahawks. Uh, I can't believe you know we've been having this conversation with them as low as they are, but. They don't have a quarterback, man. And and not only that, you know, they lost a lot of firepower. Bobby yeah, Wagner, did. you know, what among others. So that scares me on that side of the ball for them. And I just, like, what are they trying to do exactly? I don't know. So I don't really love them. I think I, I, think I covered every team. Is that it? I, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, you did. You got them all. Okay. okay. Um, wow. So that's where I'm at. I don't tell me, tell me where you're at. I'm curious because it gets weird with these, with these lower it team does, teams. Dude. I have Miami at 21. Okay. Based on all their offseason moves. Uh, and I still say Bridgewater is going to be quarterback in that team before it's all said and done. Yeah, you've been on that for <clears> forever. <throat> yeah. And I feel that if Bridgewater is at the helm of that team, that team will make more noise than with Tua at the helm. Of okay. It. So at 22, I have Tennessee. Um, uh, Tannehill, I like, but I don't love. Um, I think they, they lost a lot with A.J. Brown moving on. Uh, you can only rely on Derrick Henry for so long, and I think we're starting to see some wear and tear on him. Yeah. That man's carried the football so many times, his body can't hold up. You know, you look at some of the great running backs in the game who carried the ball that much, and by the time they hit their late 20s, man, they're like, they're you close. know, yesterday's news. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have Tennessee at 22. At 23, I have Cleveland, based on the uncertainty of what um, the situation is with Deshaun Watson. If he plays... I think they jump into the top 15, mm-hmm. you know, but because we don't know that and if we got to go through it, what we believe a minimum of eight games without him, he, they said, they said at 23 with me, number 24 is Pittsburgh. Like you said, I don't, I don't bet against a Mike, Mike Tomlin team. I think that team is going to be the third best team in the division uh, based on the fact that I don't like their quarterback situation. And, you know, we know what Trubisky is, but who knows, maybe in a different system, he rises to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense, you know, we always talk about their defensive prowess. Last year, the defense was good, but not great. There's some cracks in the armor. So yeah. I got to see that defense bounce back. So I checked them into 24. My number 25 team is Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville made a lot of big money moves in the offseason to make that team better. And they went out and got a, a Super Bowl winning coach who has a history of being able to re- work with young quarterbacks before those quarterbacks think they're smarter than the head coach. I'm not saying any name. So I put <laughs> nice, them in at 20. Nice little, nice work like that? in there. Yeah, you yeah. like that one? No? That was good. So my number 26 team is Seattle. Never thought I'd be looking at a Seattle team and dropping them in the bottom tier of the NFL. Hmm. I think those team, that team, you know, they still have DK Metcalf. They still have Tyler Lockett. They've got some good running backs. The offensive line is going to be decent, but their, their, their defense, which, which has been a big part of their past success, has a lot of question marks up and down at defense from the front yeah. to back. And I don't think that defense will be as dominant as we were accustomed to seeing in years gone by. And that, that happens in the NFL. You know, you can't have the same thing forever. You know, so Seattle checks in at number 26. Number 27 is the Lions. 
I like the Lions. I, I like they're, they're, to me they're one of the biggest mysteries in this season. You can't emphasize enough how many close games they played last year, um, and how close they came to winning games, and they just didn't have enough to finish those games. Yeah. Or who knows? They they might have won eight or nine. They might have won seven or eight games last year. So I think you know now they 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 they're, they're full Arsenal team. They're going to make some noise early on, and I think you know like I always say, you got to learn how to win before you win. Last year was a great learning tool. They've added some good pieces in the draft, obviously. So I think the Lions are going to make some noise. And number 28 for me, it is, where am I? The Jets. I love the Jets draft. Uh, Zach Wilson has a long way to go to show me that he's a frontline quarterback. He's got a better receiving core now. Um, the, the Jets The Jets are not going to be a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. I just think they're in the wrong division to try to make any hot noise in terms of competing for that division title. So I think the Jets will be a better team, but I don't think they'll be a playoff team. My number 29 team is the Giants. Um, outside of Daniel Jones, the Giants are not a bad team. You know, they've got the running back. They've got four wide receivers. The defense is middle-of-the-road defense. Quarterback is huge for that team, and I think they got the right coach to settle him down and to get more productivity out. But he's still a year away from being considered a contender. I think Dabo's going to have good success in New York. I think he has the right demeanor to overcome the New York media and a real hardcore fan base, and he's going to win both the media and the fan base over in a couple of years. I have the Bears checking in at number 30. New coach, new direction. Can the new coach get the most out of Justin Fields? Justin Fields is a great athlete. He was just put in a bad situation. So now you got a whole new breath of fire surrounding that organization. Can, can that coach and that staff bring out the best in Justin Fields? That remains to be seen. We're going to find out short, sure. Um, and number 30, my number 30 team, okay, Bears the 30. 31 for me is Atlanta. I think Atlanta's a hot mess right now. I'm not putting any stock into Marcus Murray being a quarterback of that team. They've lost so much talent on their team. It's ridiculous. Uh, I think they're going to have a problem winning six games this year. Um and checking in last, I think Houston. Houston, Houston to me is is the is the how do I want to put this? Is the outpost of the NFL. <laughs> That's the last team I would want to go to right now if I'm a professional football player. Horrible ownership. Ownership sucks. They're devoid of talent. You know, just a few years ago, Houston was a pretty good team. Right. You know, now all of a sudden they're like the weak sisters, not of their division, not of their conference, but the entire league. What they did to David Culley after one year is a travesty. I don't. I think Lovey Smith is a is a mature, seasoned coach who's a good defensive coach. I think they'll play decent defense, but that offense is a hot mess right now. I'm not a big David Sills fan. I don't think he should be starting in the NFL. But there's there's 32 teams, and not every team has a legitimate starter in the National Football League. So I think Houston. I think Houston is going to be that team with a lot with with the number one pick in the draft next year. Could be. Look, I I think he's an awful owner. I I think they've been making so many mistakes. You know, from when Bill O'Brien was running the ship and had full control and all. I just think they're they're a total total mess. I I want to go back to to Justin Fields for a minute because this is a guy who, and granted, it was only one year at Ohio State, but he went nuts that one year. And he, he goes to Chicago, and last year was a mess on a lot of levels, and, and he, he wasn't always the starter and all that. Right. Um, you know, this guy's got unreal talent. Now, he the does. question is, can you unlock it? 
Um, does he have enough? Like I look at his skill position players and I, I, I actually don't mind his running backs. I'm talking specifically his wide receivers and I think right, they stink. Right. I don't think he'd done him any favors, but Derek, I'm telling you, man, if that, if ever flus and the, and the, and the staff that he brought in there are the right people, yes, this dude's nasty, man. But I just yeah, don't, I don't know if it's going to work right now. Yeah. Not, 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 uh, not having a head coach with a track record. I don't know what he can or cannot bring to that organization. Um, but obviously they felt he was the right guy to take Justin Fields to the next level remains to be seen. You're right. I love the, I'm like you, I love the running backs. I don't really like their wide receiving core. Uh, I like their tight end Cole commit. I like yeah. him. I think he's a good young tight end. Um, but I'm looking at this team. Um, they've got some decent defensive players. They have Robert Quinn there. They have, you know, yeah. Roquan Smith, you know, they've got, they've got some, you know, Eddie Jackson playing free safety for him. So they've got some good defensive players. But that defense is not going to be able to put boards on, on, on uh, points on the board for them, mm-hmm. and the offense is not going to be able to put enough points on the board for them to win more games than they lose. You know, I feel bad for a guy like Justin Fields. To me, it's like a Trevor Lawrence. You had so much success at the collegiate level, and now you have to learn how to lose. Well, you had As, way better talent at the yeah, college level. Yeah. Not only are you learning how to play this game at the NFL level, you have to learn how to lose graciously way more games than you ever won in your career. Yeah, no question. All right, so let's – um. You on, I think it was the night after, it was Wednesday night after yeah. the All-Star yeah. game when there wasn't any sports on. You were watching the replay, I guess, on the NFL Network of yeah. last year's Super Bowl between the Bengals and the Rams, which turned out to be a great game. And we were talking, you're like, you know what we should do? Let's let's dig into some of the closer games in, in the Super Bowl over oh, yeah. over whatever whatever span. You can take it back yeah. as far as you want. I didn't go crazy far back. but I didn't either. I was blown away and just pretty recent, last decade plus, at how okay. many tight Super Bowls we had. Now, the obvious is the Eagles game was close. You know, even if you, you didn't have a rooting right, interest, right. it came down to the last drive. Brady throws a Hail Mary. That thing's caught. All of a sudden, yep. you're going for two and we yep. could be in overtime. Yep. So it was a as great as it was for Eagles fans. I'm if you didn't care one one whit about either one of those teams that was a fun super bowl to watch it was way. but i didn't put them on my list because that one was too obvious i agree so I, I left them off the list completely but you're right you know the, the eagles got some huge breaks you know because if they tie that game up i think new england wins that game in overtime because that defense they could have put 15 men on the field and they weren't stopping brady no. brady was throwing the receivers wide open in the middle of the field it's one thing to, to hit wide receivers on quick out swing passes he was chewing them up in the middle of the field. You had, you had wide receivers standing in the middle of the field like they were trying to catch punts, waving yep. their hands like this. There weren't defenders within five, six yards of them. And I'm like, how did they not make the adjustments to stop this? And Brady's over 500 yards passing against this team. But luckily, Brandon Graham makes that play. They go down the field, get the necessary points, and put the necessary distance between the two. And the city of Philadelphia erupts. They've been waiting for this for so long. Right, that was a very exciting game. For a lot of reasons. Yeah. Worked out uh, in the Eagles' favor. And, of course, the all-time play by Brandon Graham, that's for sure. All right. So, that aside, um, you know, last year was one, and we just cited that. That was a really yep. fun game. Yep. You know, came down to the to the very end, for sure. Uh, well played, uh, you know, on, on both sides. But you, we've seen some crazy stuff, too. I mean, oh my the, the Patriots come – Super Bowl 51. The Patriots come back against the Falcons and it goes to overtime and they win it in overtime 34 20. It was a 25 point lead. They came back 28 to three. Unbelievable. 28 to three in the third quarter. That's the one I had circled at the top of my list. Um, You realize 
how how long the the, the Atlanta fan base and the organization still has to relive that nightmare? Oh. You had the Evil Empire down twenty eight to three in the third quarter. All you had to do was control the clock and run it out, and that was yours. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the Falcons kept passing the ball. We're like, "What are you doing? Incomplete pass, stop the clock." You know, you quick, yeah, quick three and outs. You gave them the ball back. Then they got a strip sack on you and changed the momentum of the game. And all of a sudden, we're looking up, and the Patriots come back and tie that game. Yeah, you know, it, there's no way the Patriots should have won that game. I couldn't believe what Atlanta offensively was doing. Like it was a combination. Like there were a couple times where Ryan held the ball too long for sure, but. It was yep. Kyle Shanahan. I'm like, dude, run the ball. Do something run to the offset. Ball. Like, don't don't put your defense right back out on the field, man, with three and outs. And, and not only that, these incompletions are stopping the clock. It was – look, give New England credit. They fought back and won, and they're all you, – you never count them out. You know, they're like the villain right, in a horror right, movie. Right. But that, for me – I'm going to sound like a hater here, but that was more Atlanta coughing it up than it was New England winning it. I, that's I, I an, that's that. an accurate description. There's no question about it. They choked. They choked in the big. They choked in the biggest moment you could possibly choke on the grandest stage in all of pro football. Yeah. And, and I still see them going. How in the world did Atlanta blow that game? They had them dead to rights. I never. I never thought that anybody would jump out to a 25 point lead on the Patriots. No. In a Super Bowl. And they were. They couldn't do anything. Brady no. was awful. The no. offense was awful you know, throughout most of that game. And then it, man, when it, when it started, it started, man, it was just the Falcons, the Falcons, that team was built on speed and they were so much faster than the Patriots on both sides of the ball. They couldn't block the Patriots. Couldn't block them. They couldn't keep the heat off Brady. The receivers couldn't get separation from the DBs. Um, It was the perfect, it was a tailor-made story for Atlanta to win that Super Bowl, and they let it go. That's why, too, Derek, when you're that close, man, you got to close the deal. Because in that sport, there is so much turnover. Look look at Atlanta, not all that much, you know, a couple years later. Ryan's gone. The team's terrible. New coach, totally gone. Oh, unbelievable. All right. So that's that's certainly a a, a great one. If you want to fire some of yours, do some of yours, man. I got a bunch, but go ahead. Another one I put the Giants beating the undefeated Patriots. Oh, every time I to this day when I see that David Tyree catch, I still get close to the TV and do this to see if that ball touches the ground. Yeah, you know the New England Patriots about we're about to become the equivalent of the undefeated Miami Dolphins, and they were seven. They were undefeated going into that game. They were the heavy favorites against the Giants, and the Giants not only came found a way to beat them. But held the Patriots to 14 points in that game. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody that season could hold the Patriots to 14 points. I didn't either. Their defensive line was so spectacular. Oh in that my game, goodness! Man. You know we're going to remember, I guess, the catch and Burris. You know, Plaxico had the you know whatever, and yeah, Eli had yeah. Eli had some you know clutch drives. There's no denying. Yeah. But their defensive line won that game, man, in, in, in big time. Well, yeah. First of all. Eli, Eli's about as fast as a snail, is about as elusive as a snail. The fact that he was able to shake that tackler, step up in the pocket, and just oh. make that throw. I mean, I thought he was sacked, to be honest. And somehow, some way, he shook the guy holding his jersey and stepped up and made that throw. And David Tyrese, one of the most historic catches in all of pro pro football. Um, that was a great fit. That was a great fit to a game. And you didn't have to be a fan of the Patriots or the Giants to enjoy that game. No, you're right. It was uh, it was an amazing, amazing game. You're right. Eli, usually, if you just, you know, blow on him, he's going to fall down. 
you know, yeah, yeah. and in that somehow that play he's able to wiggle out. It, it was, it was incredible. Really, you could go both uh, Patriots Giants games, Derek. I mean, oh, either one of them. The the Burris one or the other. The other one he makes that insane throw to Mario Manningham exactly. down the sideline. Eli does. Mm. I mean, you can't throw it better than that on that no, play no. in in a big spot. But yeah, it's just so remarkable. And the other one, one was twenty. 21-17, and the other one was 28-24. But, I mean, both were – or uh, what was the other final? It was 17-14. Oh, 17-14 yeah. and 21-17. Yeah. To be able to contain New England's offense the way that they did was uh, amazing. It really was. Um, the fact that New England lost just just uh, made the Super Bowl that much better. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Agreed. Um, you know, obviously, when you hate an organization, you usually hate them because they've had so much success – like the Dallas Cowboys in the nineties and stuff like that. Um, and a team like New England, but to see the giants get them not once, but twice, you know, on a Super Bowl platform, it just, it, it made that game that much more enjoyable. Oh God. And there's no doubt. Um, other ones that stood out, I look Super Bowl 43, which was the Steelers and the Cardinals oh, was oh. spectacular. I mean, oh. big plays all over the place. Oh my God. Harrison's uh, uh, interception return and, and oh you know and the, the you know larry fitzgerald making plays and then the throw to santonio holmes at the in the back of the end i mean roethlisberger puts it right on the money yes and larry fitzgerald gets that 64 yard touchdown with uh less than, than less than three minutes in the game you're thinking arizona's gonna win this game yeah and all of a sudden ben takes him down the field the throw is incredible but for santonio holmes to be able to control his body and make that toe tapping catch on the sideline of the end zone, that was spectacular. You know, they get, but but then James Harrison, the man's big as a Mack truck. Oh. You're waiting for him to get tackled on the sideline. You could tell he's out of gas. Oh, he was you by know. about the 20 yard line. He was oh, cooked. He's a, and that happened right before halftime, also. Yeah, the clock yeah. expired. Yeah, and, and he's lumbering, and, and people are grabbing at him. And he ain't going down. First of all, you're not going to arm tackle that man. You know. No. Especially after watching him, you know, flip truck tires and all the stuff that he does. <laughs> but what a great momentum changer game. Um, and it's one of the most iconic plays ever in the history of a Super Bowl. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it was a great one. It was good. I'll tell you the other one that maybe, maybe doesn't get talked about enough. I don't know for whatever yeah. reason. Um, the Ravens and the 49ers, the brothers going against oh, each other, yeah. the hard ones. Oh, man. You know, that's a 34 31 game. That's, that's Super right. Bowl 47. That was that's a. Right. That's a game they lose power in the uh, what was it New that's Orleans? Right. Yep, that's right. It was a great game, and and the right right brother won because uh, Jim Harris considered such a bleep. You know, I I understand. love John. I yeah. I loathe Jim. Yeah. Having a chance to get to know John Harbaugh and cover him in Philadelphia for a while when he was a special teams coordinator, and then he was elevated to a, a DB coach. Um, you know, and just getting to know him, I felt good for him to get the best of his brother. Um, yeah. I didn't want to see his brother Jim win a Super Bowl in any way, shape, or form. But you're right; that was a great game, elongated the power outages down in New Orleans. But what a great fist to that game! I mean, think about if you're their parents for a minute. Oh, They're, your two sons are coaching in the Super Bowl against one another. Like that's unbelievable. You got to you got to have a special made jersey where one half is one team and one half is the <laughs> other team. You can't take favorites in a game like that. Yeah, uh, one of them that I look at. I was there actually covering the game in Pasadena, which is one of my favorites. Is the Giants holding on to be Buffalo 21-20-19. Scott Norwood wide right. And I was there for that game. It was hot and muggy in that bowl. 
I was there. What a, what a great game. Wasn't that Whitney Houston? Teams. Whitney Houston yeah. sang the anthem in that one? Yeah. Two hard-hitting teams. Uh, just knockdown, drag-out football. Uh, and, and Buffalo goes down a few. You're thinking, okay, they're going to win the game. And you could tell by the Giants players' faces on the sideline. They knew they, they, they were just going to have to suffer a loss. Buffalo was going to get out from under that dark cloud of not winning the big game. 42-yard field goal, chip shot, wide right. Mm. And the place erupts. The yeah. place just goes nuts. Yeah. Uh, that was a great game, not just to watch, but to be there and cover it as well. Absolutely. That's a great one. I'll, I'll tell you another one um, that it just ends in an iconic way. That Rams-Titans Super Bowl. Kurt Warner, oh. so Dick Vermeil finally got his Super Bowl. Oh. Dick Vermeil, who we were just talking about a little bit earlier, go, you know, going into the Hall of Fame, comes back after all those years. But, I mean, it comes down to, I think it was Mike Jones, I, I forget, makes a spectacular tackle At the goal on, line. like, the three-yard line. Yeah, yeah. Was it on Dyson, I think? And I, he doesn't I, I get in. So. Just, I forget. Dude, that's like a movie. Watching yeah. it, that's like a movie. It's tailor-made for a movie. I mean, you, you see him stretch. And then you see, is he getting in? No. Yeah. His knee is down. Oh, what a great finish. When he, he, how many times do you see a guy catch it in that spot? He's going to break that tackle and get in. His momentum's taking him oh, that way. Oh, my goodness. But, Mike Jones know, made the tackle of his life in that game. Think about it. So, Vermeil was off for like 15 years, comes back and wins it. Kurt Warner, two years earlier, stocking shelves, you yeah. know, in a, in a supermarket. And he's winning a Super Bowl. It's what's great about sports, man. It really oh, is. Goodness. Another another one I have for you. Um, a lot of people forget about is the Patriots over the Panthers, thirty-two twenty-nine. That's a um, good one. That's a that's know, a good one. Yeah. And, and and here's a, here's a prime example of a quarterback who's a good manager of a game doesn't have to be a great quarterback. Jake Delone, remember yeah. Jake Delone? He yeah. was a quarterback in that game. Yeah. And and he takes he takes the Panthers down the field and throws a twenty-nine uh, throws a thirty-one yard touchdown pass to Ricky Prohl. Uh, late in the game, the tie the game at 29. Mm-hmm. But you left too much time on the clock for that guy named Tom Brady. Yeah. And, and I don't Tom think Brady, we fully knew what he was at that oh, point. Oh, man. Know? Tom Brady dinks and dunks his way down the field. All of a sudden, Adam Vinatieri, 41-yard field goal, 10 seconds left the game, and New England wins the game 32-29. That was a great Super Bowl, man, to Incredible. watch. Incredible. Incredible. That's all I – Oh, I have. If you have any more, throw it out there, man. No, those are the ones I picked singled out. And there's so many more you can pick from. Yeah, I didn't go back into the 90s. Real, I was a little bit of 90s. I didn't go into the 80s or, you know, 70s. There were some great ones with the Steelers and the Cowboys. You know, Bradshaw making some big plays and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But there's actually the 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 one in 88, I guess the 49ers and the Bengals was a really good one. The John Taylor touchdown. Oh, John Taylor. Yes. That was a real good Super Bowl. You know, no question about it, man. Uh, there's another chance. Bengals had an opportunity to win a Super Bowl and and, and, and let them off the hook. I know. You know but then they were, they were facing a guy named Joe Montana. Okay, yeah. so a little, a little tough. different. Not you know, easy. That's tough. Not you easy. Know. All right, let's step aside. We'll take our final timeout. We'll come back. We'll dive a little bit more. We'll tell you about the Rams Super Bowl ring. Speaking of Super Bowls, oh. uh, just ridiculous, right? We'll get into a little MLB attendance. We'll do that as well. Um, you know what? I got a, I got a jewelry store, uh, story for you as well that we'll get into. Some birthdays, right. some other stuff. Don't go anywhere. We got plenty of stuff in store for you. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett off today. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. 
go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Action News, we cherish every moment. And it's our profound responsibility to bring you closer to your world. Never miss a moment. Trust the people at Action News. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Final segment of the show that has gone extremely quickly. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn with you on this Friday. B is off today. All right, did you see the Rams uh, Super Bowl rings, Derek? These things, even by championship ring standards in professional sports, these things are just over the top, man. Unbelievable. The the Rams just gave new meaning to the term bling. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I'm looking at this thing going, you you can't even wear this thing out. Is you can't hide it if you want to. It's even for even for big football players, it's too big. It doesn't even look like a ring, man. It, this thing is sick. Look at this. I wish you had the shot. You know, if you go on the Rams website, you right. see players wearing it like Aaron Donald and players like that. It thing is big enough for two fingers, man, instead of one. But but. The fact that that you can open the ring up and see inside the ring, it, it's a it's a field. Yeah, it's it, it, there's it's so it's different. Yeah, like you can twist it, 
twist the top of it off and look at SoFi Field? Like so there's like a piece of the turf on it or something like that. It's the head. Oh. It's it, it's the the most carat weight in the history of championship rings. I'm not so. What is it? 1.12 carats or something uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I I'm so bad with that. I don't even know what you know what's what to be honest with you. But that's that's unreal. It's unreal. So, so how how many did the ownership have to make you figure? Sixty three players, if you're including practice squad players. Right, all the front off personnel. Does does all the scouting staff get one? Does I, I mean so. they contributed to it? I mean, yeah, front office people, secretaries, even do they get them also. I, they organizations usually. Well, I can't say that. Not every organization is the same, but a, a lot of them will take care of. You know those kind of people. You know, you know how it is, Derek. Yeah, you have the the office assistant who's been there for thirty five years. Yeah, she yeah, just, yeah. She's you know, works 24 seven for you. does whatever you need. You want to take care of that person, you know? I mean, yes. Yes. so yeah, I mean, you can only, I can't even imagine what this is costing them, you know, organizationally. That's that's when you have what I call, I I don't like the term because my my three-year-old grandson is always correcting me when I slip (laughs) and say this word. Okay. But, But I'm not allowed to say the word stupid in the house, you know? Don't say that he'll cut me. He could be playing with his toy. Don't say stupid. You're right. I apologize. Uh But that's when you have stupid money. You know, you don't, you you just do. That's at least a hundred rings they made at least a hundred. So Taz's aunt worked for the finance department of the Eagles and got, yeah. Well, like I'll give you an example. My, my dad was the assistant ticket manager for the Eagles for a couple of years. And he was there in 80 when they went to the Super Bowl. Now, Leonard Tose uh, gave out, um, you know, NFC championship rings to them because they didn't win the Super Bowl, which were unbelievable. I'll have to show you sometime. I'll, I'll, I'll grab it. I have it upstairs. But um, and he took care of mostly almost everybody universally in the organization. So I, it yeah. does, it, it's a lot of people, man. I'm telling you, it's well, well over 100 people that you have Dude. to take care of. I'm still so. waiting for Howie. I'm still waiting. Howie, to send me my Super Bowl ring from 2017, man. Keep, keep waiting, saying. man. Keep Howie, waiting. if you're listening. <laughs> um. So, speaking of jewelry, this is not so good. On a not on a later note here. Did you see the story about Wander Franco, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays shortstop? Yeah. An alleged serial burglar stole more than six hundred and fifty thousand dollars of jewelry from the SUV of Wander Franco when he was on a rehab assignment in June. First okay. of all, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Yeah. What, what are you doing with that much jewelry? Yes, I agree. That, there you, you go. Know, that, number one, why is it in your car? But anyway, this guy there used a wrench to break into Franco's Rolls Royce um, in, in the Jacksonville area. It was at a hotel at 3 a.m. on, on June 22nd and, and grabbed a safe that contained you know, seven pieces of jewelry, uh, according to the arrest report. So you have a safe in your rolls in your car. Yeah. It was in the parking lot of the hotel that he was at. He was, just, he was rehabbing just, and staying there. Yeah. Okay. Not just the raft part. You're driving a Rolls Royce, first of all. Um, and you have $700 worth of jewelry in your car. And we wonder why, why these guys are broke. Why? I don't get it. You I, want the I, break, I just, you want the breakdown? Yeah, let's see, uh, right. let's see this. So uh, 
$300,000 gold diamond encrusted Cuban link chain, uh, link chain and circle medallion Wait, with say diamonds. That say that again. $300,000 gold diamond encrusted Cuban link chain with circle medallion with diamonds and a W in the center. Why? A, a 200000 rose gold Cuban link chain with diamonds. $70,000 gold pendant with a medallion in green and blue lettering that said Franco 5. $44,000 platinum Rolex with diamonds. $20,000 AL championship ring. $20,000 AL championship ring from Durham when he played there in the minor leagues. And a $5,000 gold pendant of Jerry, the mouse from Tom and Jerry cartoon. Oh, God. Anyway, that's what I don't he had. Understand, I don't understand athletes sometimes. I, I don't either. Yeah, why do you need that? You don't. Why do you need a two or three hundred thousand dollar piece of jewelry? I can remember when our good friend Hollis Thomas played for the Eagles, right? And Hollis would come out for post game, talk to me outside the locker room after the game. He would have a diamond necklace on. He would have the shiny diamond rings on, and he would also have like the watch, a watch band that was made of diamonds. The face is diamonds, and diamonds inside the face as well, right? And I said, dude, how much are you wearing? Now, back then, a little different. He was walking around with at least $150,000, $175,000 worth of jewelry on his body. And I'm trying to figure out, and I would ask him why. He goes, I like it. I'm like, but it doesn't make sense. It's not going to appreciate in value unless you somehow got your hands on the diamond, which is heavily secured in the Smithsonian, down in uh, Smithsonian Institute down in D.C. Now, if you got the Hope Diamond, that's another thing, you know, but why, why would you need that? You're not going to get recoup your money if you decide to sell it. I, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, and, and also, like, A, what do you need all that for? B, you know, you really – I would be so afraid to make myself a target for somebody. Like, I, I'll put it this way, Derek. If, I, if, I'm le- if I'm staying overnight in a hotel and I have that in a car, even in a safe, like, I'm yeah. not sleeping a wink having that kind of money tied up in a car that could be broken into during the middle of the night. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like – but hey, hey, whatever. Uh, it's a whole different deal. I, I know you were looking at some of this, the the MLB attendance and what's been going on with attendance uh, since the pandemic. Yeah. So g- give me give me it's a little understanding of this. I crossed this and I found it interesting. Uh, and it said that uh, Major League Baseball attendance is almost at 94, 95% of what it was prior to the pandemic. Okay. And, uh, and I thought that was impressive. Now, obviously, you know, we know do- numbers can be doctored and things like this. But if these numbers are accurate, I found it very interesting considering that through the years and recent years, the last decade, that we've constantly heard about how the loyalty, viewership, and interest has, in baseball has declined so much across the board. Mm-hmm. Kids nowadays don't play baseball like we used to because they think it's boring. It's not enough action for them. It's too much, it's too much standing still in baseball. And, of course, we knew that baseball was having problems at the gate for years you know, a uh, de- uh, decade ago. So if, if baseball has rejuvenated itself to the point where you're already, you know, we're still in, we're still on the, we're on the backside of it, but we're still in a pandemic, so to speak, yeah. uh, because we still have the supply chains are still hampered. People are still wearing masks, being really cautious. People are still getting the vaccine, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So we're not out of this pandemic. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't think we'll ever be out of a pandemic uh, again, because to me, 
this virus is like the flu bug and anything else. It mutates and it gets into something else. So I think this is we're going to be part of this this pandemic for the rest of our lifetime, you know, so to speak. But the fact that it seems to be more interest now in baseball, and maybe it's because of these young players coming up like the Sotos, um, Ohanis, these kind of players. Maybe it's rejuvenating the interest in baseball. So I thought that was really interesting that they say that the numbers continue to grow in terms of viewership and, and, and people's interest in Major League Baseball. One of the things I, uh, they were talking about during the, I think it was the home run derby, um, there is, there's been a good influx, or leading into the draft, it was, I'm sorry, it was draft night, a, a good influx of African-American players being drafted relatively high. So yep. it, it's starting starting to come back around a little bit where there's a little bit more diversity and, and African-American through a lot of the um, programs that baseball has in the yeah. inner cities and underserved areas. So that that's good. I mean, we're getting a little bit more, you know, diversity as far as that goes. I think that's big and will help the game. All I can do is help the game for sure. Yeah. You know, for a long time, African-Americans, all they wanted to do basketball, football, basketball, football, they, that was sports. Uh, but you're right. Um, I think travel baseball has opened up a lot, although that's expensive. Yeah. But a lot of organizations have gone into the inner city and put a lot of money into getting African-Americans interested in baseball again. And and I will say this, Rob, because my son, my son played high school ball. He also played travel ball for one year. You're starting to see more and more minorities get back into baseball. You know, I think the Latin American population now is really at oh, the yeah. height of this. And you look at all the prominent Latin American players in Major League Baseball right now. Yep. Uh, and that's always been a big sport for them. And ever since the um, Major League Baseball has opened the doors to go down and scout, you know, Mexico, uh, Panama, places like that, um, it has really opened the doors for a lot of Latin American players to to live their dream of making big money and to go back and help their families who don't have a lot. And, yeah, you know, yeah. and I like to see the diversity coming back in baseball because when I was coming up, especially I would say in the 70s and 80s, you had a lot of prominent African-American players at that time. And even through the early 90s, that young black kids could gravitate towards and look up to. And yeah. then all of a sudden you had that decline. So it's good to see it starting to come back now. Amen. Amen. Well said. All right, let's do some birthdays. You ready to do some birthdays? Got sure. some interesting ones. Got some interesting ones. Um, Danny Glover, one of our yeah. favorite lethal yeah, weapons, et cetera. Oh, man. 76, man. Danny, Danny's 76 years young. Yeah. Ooh. How, does, how old does that make you feel when you think about it? See, when you say that, I'm thinking, has that much time really gone by? That quickly? He's like perpetually in my mind, yes. you know, in, in, uh, the lethal weapon guy. I mean, he and, he and Mel Gibson. Yeah. Mel Gibson, yeah. Uh, it, and I still love watching those movies when I see him. You I'm know, that's, you. One, that's one of the few movies where I could watch all of them. All, was it three? I could watch all three of them yeah. and enjoy them. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, true. Same. Unlike Jaws, after the first Jaws is like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm yeah, done. This. I'm not yeah. the first one. There should have never been a second. I get it. No. They were trying to capitalize on it, but yeah. Um, Willem Dafoe, who's a really good actor, been in mm. a ton of stuff, including Platoon, where he was spectacular in that. He's 67. Albert Brooks, you know, one yep. of the great comedic minds yep. that have ever lived. Yeah, 75 years old. Um, David Spade, funny guy. David Spade, 58. Yeah. George Clinton of P Funk fame is 81 hey, years young. Bootsy Collins, baby. The best. The Parliament best. and the Delhi. Atomic Dog. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What? The Dude, best. I, rock, I rocked to that beat for so long, man. That's you with the old school. Uh, you had the afro, the whole thing going oh, yeah. on. Yeah. 
had the, had the platform shoes. Yeah. You know, I had, oh, yeah, man, big afro hanging out there. Now gravity is taking its toll. I'm just hoping to hold on to the little. This is like this is like a badly groomed green on, on, a, on a golf golf course, dude. It's like somebody didn't water the grass enough. You got a brown patch over here. You got a ball patch over there. Grass the just ain't growing anymore, man. Dude's undefeated. Uh, Alex Trebek. Of the, of, of the goat fame, uh, yeah. Uh, Don Henley. Now, let me, I gotta, ask, I gotta ask you this. Hold up, before you get past right. Alex Trebek, I gotta ask you right. this. Now, I think Alex Trebek is one of the is probably in the argument of the best game show host ever. But yes. I have to put Bob Barker in. So, so I ask you this, my friend, who's better, Bob Barker, or Alex Trebek? Uh Alex Trebek, and I, I respect so, Barker. I respect the longevity. I get it. Yeah. I, I give him props. Trebek was was the coolest there was, man. He was smooth. He was great. Now, I'm oh, was Bob Barker back. now. Bar- Bob Barker Bob was good. Barker. Bob Barker had a lot more moving parts that he had to deal with with that game. Than he was Trebek more animated, did. more colorful. Yeah, it was a little more straightforward. Uh, Jeopardy right. is than than what you know. Let's make a yeah, deal. Price but, is right. Pri- yeah. I'm sorry. Price is right. Then, then, then yeah. But I no. I'm I'm uh, I'm going Trebek on that one all day, man. Um, Any oh, uh, Selena Gomez is thirty. I don't yeah. know, big Selena. Uh, yeah, I know you. I, I know she's at the top of your music <laughs> list, right? Can you name can you name one Selena Gomez song? Uh, I, 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 she's also a good actress. The answer is no. I didn't ask you that. I yeah. said, can you name one song? The answer is no. No. I'm gonna be not. honest with you. Oh, I no. hear music on the radio, and then somebody says, "Oh, that's Selena Gomez." I go, Stain. "That's pretty nice." I've what look, is my, my daughter right. listens to all that, so I hear it all the time. I can't even distinguish right. which one is she, you know, which one she is. So, hey, one of your favorite football players has a birthday today. Who is it? Ezekiel Elliott. Oh God! Don't get me started. <laughs> Do not get me started, man. Every year, it's you know, hey, oh, he's in the best shape now. You're gonna see. Okay, whatever, man. And, and one right. of your favorite designers, because I know your closet is full of his clothing. Um, Oscar De La Renta. Oh. I, I was gonna wear some today. I just, I it slipped my mind. <laughs> slipped my mind, man. Oh um, my goodness! All right, we got to get out of here, man. We're getting out of here a little bit earlier. Wait, today. wait, wait. Why are we getting kicked out early? See, I, I don't make why the rules. Why kicking us out early? I just work here. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just do what I'm told, Derek. I is he, is my he life. telling us we suck? Is that what he's saying? Uh, you guys get off the airwaves now. Yes, we have to. We have to roll. So, uh, great job out of you Come this week. On, great man. job out of Barrett. Was, Thanks man. to everybody in the chat section. Everybody streaming, everybody listening. You guys are the best. Listen, have a safe weekend. Be good. Yeah, buddy. And, and don't go anywhere. Uh, you get the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. I want to thank our producer as well, Xander Krause. Excellent job, as always, Xander. Go ahead. And don't forget, for all the betters, Monday, Brad Feinberg can give you some tips on how to spend your money. Awesome, Don't forget. Man. Awesome. Then Eagles training camp on Tuesday. We can't wait to get started. For Derek Gunn, I'm Rob Ellis. Everybody have a great weekend. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.